Welcome to Cheers to Pop Culture, where we enjoy ourselves some brew and cheers to our love of the pop culture world and talk about the latest news and happenings around the pop culture world. Cheers. All right, welcome on into Cheers to Pop Culture. I'm JC. As everybody knows that listens, uh, Devin and I and our buddy Cornhole over on uh, Quack Talks have been doing a D&D quest, if you will. I mean, we all know my thoughts on uh, D&D and Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Not my cup of tea. Uh, but like Devin and I have talked about on Cheers to Pop Culture, you know, we're doing that over there, uh, but we're bringing it over here to Cheers. So we've kind of teased it and like, hey, it's coming, it's coming. But hey, if you want to, you know, if you want to get a sneak peek of it and get it early, uh, go over to Quack Talks, check it out there. They're dropping um, every other week. Uh, but, you know, if you want to wait, we're going to do one uh, mega episode, uh, four parts, because we've done... As of me recording this, we've done five parts. Uh, we did the first um, official Cheers the Pop Culture one. That'll be coming out after you hear this. But this is the four that have, has been released on um, the Quack Talk feed. So, you know, I didn't do, you know, a whole lot of editing for this. I just kind of threw them all together in order. One, two, three, four. Um, tiny bit of editing, taking out um, episode recaps if you will. So outside of that, I'm just slamming them all together. So it's over four hours long. So, you know, if you want to listen to it all at once, more power to you. But if not, break it up into chunks and just know going forward that it's going to be on the Cheers feed. So we we all hope you enjoy it because as of right now, these things aren't going away anytime soon. Um, these going to be these going to be some... Um, pretty consistent pop-up episodes so we hope you enjoy and as always cheers all right welcome into quack talk dungeons and dragons edition uh this is not david this is devin giving the intro today we are going to be doing a little something different because football is canceled uh we're going to be doing a little D D campaign we're going to be collabing with our other podcasts which is just me and jc cheers to pop culture with some more D D over there um but as we usually start on Quack Talk, guys, what are you drinking? Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. I am drinking a Modern Times MT7. Double. MT7. Yeah, double hazy after. Or no. Yeah, it's a double. Just barely. I wouldn't even call it that. <laughs> just, just barely. Just, just well, a like 8.1. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just going to consider this a hazy. Just a hazy IPA. Fantastic. Uh, Devin, what about you? I'm drinking, well, popping, mm. a very boring, exciting, not really exciting, it's boring, uh, Coors Light. There you go. <laughs> what, what about you, Corny? What you got over there? I have a haze of our lives. Oh, oh that's a good name. Yes. That's a good name. Yes. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome for that, Corny. I, it's a big can. I see that big is. can. Oh, yeah. Big, big 16. It just looks like a 24 in Corny's very small hands. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like someone else can, we, we, we may know. Uh, yeah, I can do it. I can, <laughs> I can do it, but I'm not going to. I'll leave it alone. Ha! Got he! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Lordy. 
Wow. Ah, yes. Always producing. Jay-Z has a soundboard for our game. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you want to jump in and kind of figure out where, uh, where we're taking place today? Yes. All right. Um, well, first, let's just kick it off with um, both of you guys have never played Dungeons & Dragons before. Yep. Um, so for the people listening, um, there's going to be a lot of stopping, kind of explaining the rules, giving suggestions on my part, um, and then kind of just letting these guys go about their business. Um, we're going to try to keep it like funny and lighthearted. I don't know. We'll get there. Um, anyway, back to the setting. So the setting, I think I mentioned it before, is a world in which me and one of my other friends, who is not on this podcast... Um, came up with so like we are really into making we made this world on our own pulling from other inspirations and stuff um the world itself is called magmoya and the city in which we are in is the dragonborn city of everburn okay and and everburn is in a oasis within a desert landscape so everything around everburn is a desert um and the dragonborn rule over Everburn and its surrounding areas. And the way the Dragonborn are in this area, um, it's very much a whoever is the strongest clan at the time is in charge of Everburn. And they often are clashing with one another. And they're typically, they stick within their family. So, And by family, we're, stock, we're talking to dragons here. So colors, like red, red dragons stick together as one family. Blue stick together as one family. Um, yellow you know all these different colors they all have different clan names um the one in charge of everburn right now is called the dogrith clan and they are a purple with goldish orangish flex um and yeah you you two wake up on straw cots in separate jail cells oh no oh no with no equipment all you have is this dirty nasty like scrub-ish type clothing with a bucket for feces and pee in the corner and you hear a loud clanging of wood slapping against your metal cell and a, a gruff voice tells you it's dinner time scum and you look through the bars of your cells and you see this thick purple scaled seven foot tall dragon looking guy holding two wooden trays of pale green slop, and he slides it underneath the tiny opening in your cell. Mm. No utensils, ah. because you're vagrants yes. and can't trust you. He turns to JC, JC's character, and he spits at your feet ah. and starts to laugh and then starts walking down the hallway back out of the jail room, I guess. Room? Jail room? Next time when someone comes, or next time, scum, when someone tells you to bow down to the Dogrith clan, I suggest you listen. Oh, oh, I, I never bend the knee. Never. <laughs> I'm not a can bootlicker. Both of you, can both of you describe what your characters look like, obviously without your gear? Corny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first. I'm very, I've been waiting okay. for this for a very long time. All right. So my character's name is Cornelius Top. <laughs> Okay, let me write that down. 
With a hyphen? <laughs> no, just an emphasis on the corn. <laughs> corn Elias Cobb. Yeah. Is that two B's or one B? Two B's. <laughs> two B's. Okay, Cornelius Cobb, go on, sir. Um, I I am a half elf, half human. No. No, shut up. Uh, I um have long flowing brown hair. I gave myself a also persona as you can't tell, and um, I'm pretty I'm pretty toned. I could probably stand to do, to do some cardio, but I'm pretty toned, <laughs> sure. uh, muscular wise. Um. But yeah, anything else that is required of me? I've ne- like I said, I've never played D and D before. So mm-hmm. what, what exactly are you looking for in this? Uh, I mean, like, what what's your skin tone, uh, eye color, oh. maybe? You're a half elf. Are your ears pointed, or are they more rounded, like a human? Okay, my ears are more rounded, like a human. No, boo! Am... Okay. Stop interrupting me. Boo! You're so rude. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I am. More olive skin toned. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not tired of being white, so I want to be olive skin toned in in my ultra persona. Oh, uh-huh. And what? Nothing. 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 Okay. Are you gonna comment on everything? How, I, how tall are you? How tall are you? Three. Ooh. Three two. Six five. Ah, boo! You come on. <laughs> oh boy, six five. All right, sounds good. Damn it, That's boy. pretty normal. <laughs> Right. I could have gone worse, Casey. Just leave me alone. We'll, we'll do another small description if you guys get your gear back. That is. <laughs> uh, JC, yeah. JC, let me know what you look like. So I'm a dragonborn. Um, my name, hold on, let me let me pull it up. Um, Clamper R- Rosmorn. That's my name. Clamper? Clamphorn. Oh, Clamphorn. Eh, poor. No N. No N. No clamp. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Can I just call you Clamp? Sure. <laughs> Put the clamp on it. Clamper. Rosborn? Yeah. Ros- Rosmorn. Oh, Rosmorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go, had to go full, full, full D&D. So I, all right, all right. Uh, I am a, like I said, dragonborn, so kind of look like a dragon, but humanoid stand up on, right. on, on two feet. No um, wings. Yep, no wings. Uh, I can't remember what colors I wanted to go with. I think you said orange with aqua hints, right? Um, aqua blue hints. I can't remember. Ooh, no, I went, I went, um, I'm trying to find it because it's one of my favorite colors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going, let's go atomic tangerine. And, atomic tangerine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you say, I, you said I couldn't go purple, right? You can have purple flecks or something like accents. Yeah, but, uh, I was hoping the main color would not be purple. Yeah, no, no, no. Main color is atomic tangerine. Perfect. And then I want a jazzberry jam accents. Jazzberry jam. Yes. Accents. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes. How tall are you? He's uh, a very flam- clamp. Very um, well, well, clamp very is since since corny had to go six five. Um, I'm going to be seven seven. That is extremely tall, sir. Well, hey, I have to be a lot you're taller. Like the Kevin, you're like the Kevin Durant. Yes. Dragon. Well, I have to be. If if Corny would have picked a normal height for him, I would have picked a normal height for me. So. I'm you the short one in this, let, just so you know. You couldn't let Cornelius have his day in the sun. No, never. 
Never, Cornel. <laughs> Cor- Cornelius. I'm, ne- I'm, not, you're, I'm just going to refer to you as Cornelius. Oh, <laughs> uh, his Cornelius' his nickname is automatically Cornel. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the, the dragon that was uh, spit at your feet, JC, mm-hmm. and seemed to ignore Cornhole, is walking towards the main door to leave. What would you like to do now? Would you like to stop and talk to him? Let him leave? Come up with a game plan while he's gone. You can roll a perception check and see what's around you. Um, it's kind of up to you guys. Um, hmm. Cornel, so Cornel, we have to work together, buddy. Um, yes, I I would prefer to roll a perception check, but and I see mean, what's around you. I'm yes. I'm I'm okay with that. I I okay, well, I, I, I kind of want to tell him to piss uh, off. Then. but we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see oh, this oh. one to Cornel. So let, okay. let, let's we'll roll, roll a d twenty for me, please. You, did you say a d? A D12 or a D20? 20. 20. 20. You'll be using your 20 a lot. Oh, God damn it. What'd you get? Four. Four. Okay. Yep. That's what I got, too. Ah. You're no uh, right. Well, you guys, I need to check your sheets. I think you have plus to perception checks. Um, yeah, Cornell's got a plus three, so it's a seven for him. And JC, you do not have a perception plus so you got a four. Okay. So you see that the jail has four cells around you, two of which you occupy, obviously, one of which has another prisoner that seems to be sleeping, despite the dragonborn dropping off food and making quite a bit of noise. Um, each cell looks pretty heavy duty. Uh, you're not going to break through the bars by sheer force. Um, you do see a decently heavy lock hanging from each of your cell doors on the inside and outside. Um, each cell has a window looking outside. You can see the city of Everburn out in the distance. You're clearly not very close to town. Um, you see the Dragonborn walking towards the door, which is a heavy-looking wooden door with no lock. So you're assuming that the door is locked from the outside locked or unlocked from the outside. Um, In the middle of the room, you see a table with a couple wooden stools. And next to the table, you see a chest with a padlock on it. Um, In the back of the room, you see a sewer grate with another similar padlock on it. So I would like to... Let me look at your abilities and see what kind of your options are. Fort Knox. We're in Fort Knox, Corny. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, the Dragonborn has not left the room yet. Okay. If you would like to further bother him or let him go. Um, I kind of want to throw um, my food at him. <laughs> okay. I read my read my mind. Yeah. If you were gonna do it. Yes. I was gonna do it. Yes. If you weren't gonna do it, I was gonna do it. Yes. Let's let, okay. let's both throw our food at him, Cornhole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, roll a, roll a d20. Roll so a d20. I can see who's throwing first. Oh, here we I go. Got three. N- I, got a, I got a three. 19, baby. 19. Uh-huh. So JC's going to be throwing his food first. <laughs> so now you're, this is kind of a surprise attack uh-huh. because he's not going to see this coming. Excellent. Right? So um, I'm going to give you advantage on this throw. Excellent. Food. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a dexterity roll, so you're going to have a plus one. Okay. So, JC, go ahead and roll a d20 and add one to it. d20, add one. Ah, five, so six. 
Okay, so six. Cornhole, can you roll me a d20 as well, please? Four. Four. <laughs> and your dexterity is? Negative five. A plus four. Because you are a ranger, you're very dexterous. Ooh. Ooh. So you actually got an eight. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you both pick up your food, <laughs> and you attempt to throw it at the dragonborn that is leaving the room. And, JC, yours hits your cell ah. bars and kind of splatters all over the place. <laughs> None of which gets on him. Some gets on your cot a little bit, and you kind of get a little pissy about it, uh. I would assume. Backfired, yes. Um, Cornhole, yours goes a little farther, Ooh. but it kind of just like hits the ground right near his feet. And Damn sprays it. a little on his boots. <laughs> so this this dragonborn this. turns around, kind of giggles at you, <laughs> and says, "Well, there's no surprise that you got caught and you're in here, is there?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he continues to laugh and continues to walk towards the door. <laughs> but we, we, we failed, Cornhole. We failed. Yes, we did. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think here. I think one of you has an ability called Mage Hand, uh... which let me see here. I put do, 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 do. that's me. Ah, so yeah, I was you. Say, I don't see it on mine. You have the ability to use a Mage Hand, and it's a cantrip, so you can use it whenever you want. Okay. It's a little hand, like a magical hand that you can cast, and it can like grab, like hold small objects or like poke. You know, like, do small things for you. Um, but it, it can't, like, lift giant things or anything. But it can move small objects. You gave me a strong hand, Devin. <laughs> a magical <laughs> strong hand. Yes! That you can cast whatever you want, pretty much. <laughs> you are both disgusting. <laughs> uh, you know what? Both of you roll another perception check. Because right. that first one was sad and you need more information. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. I got a 10. 19. Okay, oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. The other prisoner is still not stirring. Um, you do see a key ring dangling from the dragonborn's hip. Mm -hmm. And you, the sewer grate in the back of the room looks big enough for you to squeeze through if you wanted to go out that way. Okay. So, could I use my strong hand to grab? the uh, key ring you can absolutely give that a try yes, yes. i want to do um, that. roll me a stealth check which i believe is a dexterity check so it's a plus one so whatever you roll on this d20 give me a plus one on it i got an eight so nine nine okay your mage hand goes out jingles the key but isn't quite able to get the key. Oh, oh. But the Dragonborn God turns around and goes, it. Hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm tired of your shenanigans. What is your problem? Just be compliant little prisoners, okay? You're not getting out of here, you stupid orange-skinned loser. Oh, whoa, you don't talk. You, you only talk to gnomes like that, sir. Talk to Corn Cornelius. <laughs> Cornel, is there anything you'd like to try at this point? Well, what... What do I have it in my? What arrows do I have in my quiver to say? I mean, what can I do to try at this point? Well, cornhole. Let's see. You 
don't have much in terms of persuasion and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. What you could do is maybe try to convince him to go over near you. You have a plus four to stealth Ooh. checks, and maybe you could sleight of hand just straight up grab it if you can get him to come near you. Ooh. Offer him, offer him a handy J. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No. God, come on. We gotta get. We're gonna spend four hours in the jail cell. You guys gonna be in jail the entire time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh God, Cornell. Well, All right. How 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 are you gonna help us out, Cornell? Come on, you gotta get us. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's offer the the security guard a hand job. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cornelius, you dirty dog. Okay, Cornell. Would you give me? <laughs> A performance check, please. <laughs> oh, yes. Plus one to charisma. So, whenever you roll on a oh, d20, yeah. give me a plus one. 17 with my plus one. Oh, yes. Okay. So, this dragonborn, his his eyebrows perk up. Mm. At the, mm -hmm. at the <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to get an eight. He goes he's... sauntering over. Oh. To Cornhole's cell, and he's standing kind of by the lock and the door. And he goes, Oh, yeah? You better not be joking. We love us some different species around here. We like to call it interspecies erotica. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so, Cornhole, right now, the dragonborn guard is standing in front of you. I am not. Uh, not not his full attention yet. Nope. But he's okay, kind of kind of waiting for you to make the next move, I guess. Yep. Well, he's gonna be waiting a long time because here's when JC uses his ability. Now it's now that I have him distracted, I need JC to come in and save the day. No, I'm I'm sitting in the corner like a like a filthy cuck, Corn Cornelius. I want to watch. I want to watch. I want to watch. I am also super into interspecies erotica. <laughs> Cornell, why don't you give me a stealth roll, buddy? <laughs> plus, plus four. Plus four? Yeah. 20 with the plus four. Ooh. Wow, okay. I, so, <laughs> he's the dragonborn is so busy staring into your eyes, <laughs> licking his lips, <laughs> that you slide oh your God. arm through the bars <laughs> and grab the key ring ever so gently off of his key ring and hold it everything. behind your back. I do everything gently. Yes. And he is none the wiser. So now I would suggest you do, you two try to get him out of here. Well, well, here's the problem. Corny offered him an angry handy J. And so now, now you got to deliver, Cornhole. You got to get him out of no, here. No, no, psych. Psych. All right, Cornel, what are you, you going to say to him? I'm going to say, you know what? Feed us some better food. Next time I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Okay, give me a persuasion roll plus one on D twenty. I got a twenty, so twenty one. Perfect. Like a perfect twenty? Yeah. Like a roll you roll the twenty? I roll the twenty. Okay. So he you say if you give us better food next time? Yes. Okay. He says, Okay, I can make that happen. And he turns to leave. 
to go get you, uh, assumedly, better food so he can get that hand job. Yes. <laughs> so he's, he strides down the, down the hallway, opens the door, and leaves, closes it shut. Now, remember, you have his keys, so you have a short amount of time mm-hmm. to okay. do what you need to do to get everybody out of here. Okay. Now, what do I need to do to unlock myself? You have the key ring, so just unlock it. Yes. You don't okay, have to do so any rolls. You have the keys. Okay. Okay, so I take the key and unlock mm-hmm. my and JC cell door. Perfect. So now you see this character in the other cell starting to stir at the sound of locks being turned. And he looks up at you, and he is a full elf. He has the big pointy ears, Cornel. Similar complexion to yours. A little more sun-kissed than you, but about the same. Dark chestnut brown hair with a, like, braid down the middle and the sides, a la Vikings. And he's got, like, bright orange eyes. And you you see him look at you and go, you going to help a brother out or what? Nope. Nope. Don't do it, Cornhole. I, I, I will because he's my elf brother. So yes, I will unlock. Mm. But you're, but awesome. you're. Thanks, but, man. Thanks, but, man. But you're. Appreciate that. But you're a, a, a muggle. <laughs> you're a half breed, Cornhole. Even, even, even more of a reason to give full elves respect. <laughs> I mean, there you, there you go. Yes. Because uh, half elves can be shunned from either yeah, side depending exactly. on you talk to exactly cornhole um, he's gonna he's just gonna talk shit about you behind your back i think we should leave him in there this, or, this or... elf looks this elf looks at you cornhole and goes hey man i've been here longer than you all our stuff is in that chest over by the table hurry up and go unlock it i perfect cornhole i think we should find out what he did to go to to, to be in the jail cell because well, <laughs> what if he's because what if he's like to. a rapist what if he's a, a dragonborn <laughs> rapist i don't want to get raped <laughs> See, I am also into interspecies erotica. <laughs> but you're only into like the the peers, <laughs> the peer races, <laughs> fucking each other. <laughs> I mean, I gotta I gotta stay pretty on brand. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Right. <laughs> so while you can ask him that question, while I go unlock the chest. Okay. Okay. So. Do I need to, Do I need to roll anything, Devin, to ask him a? No, you uh, just need question? to talk to my character if you want. Okay. Yeah. I just want to. Hey. Hey, uh, I'm gonna call him. Mm, so he's a he's a he's a. I'm a full elf. He's a full elf. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Gandalf, but like, have it be like you know kind of derogatory. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, like, like mocking like, him. Yes, yes. Sure. Yeah, like hey Gandalf, what'd you do to get in here? Um, my character looks looks at you, looks at you up and down. Mm-hmm. All seven, goes, all seven, seven of me. My name's Pierre Bernier, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cornel, fuck this guy. (laughs) Leave him in. (laughs) We're not going on a quest with Pierre. (laughs) Bernier. Bernier. We have a French elf. I love it. Now, if you quit fucking around, dragon... We can get out of here without him coming back. Oh, oh yeah. He, oh. See, I like the way Pierre talks. Now, fuck Pierre. So, no. So at this point, I've unlocked the chest and I have all our gear. Perfect. So we strap on all our gear real quick. Okay. Um, so go ahead and give me a description of what you look like with your gear on. Um, I'm wearing um, 
bronze and with emerald inlays um, chest plate with a matching um, sword. What would you call what the sword? I forget what you call the sword. I think, you have, a, I think you have a short sword on your short sword. Yeah, you have um, two short swords. So you have two matching okay. ones. So I have two matchings with the handles and um, a nice helmet, but doesn't it doesn't cover my face? It just has it's just a regular helmet that sits over my head. And I have a all gold armor, Ooh. head to toe. Well, not head to toe, uh, neck to toe. No, no <laughs> helmet. No helmet. Unless that dragon head shot. Yes, yes. Perfect, perfect. Uh, what's what's kind of what about your weapon, JC? I know uh, you have a pretty and and nothing on your head. Nope, nothing on my head. Just okay. just yeah. my little yeah. my my little dragon horns. Um, yeah. uh, what do your horns look like? Just you know, like I like little, like like a like kind of like spiked hair. Just kind of okay. just little, sure. little individual little spikes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my sword is—it's a big sword, huge, huge, huge sword. sword. Yes, uh, yes, confident, yes. Confident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have you. I have you with a quarter staff right now. I will change it to long sword. Yes, there we go. I want. I want. I want the, Quart- the hugest sword. Quarter cub. Quarter cub. Not even half cub. <laughs> Okay, and uh, you look at Pierre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck Pierre has kill, yeah. ready to kill Pierre. Yeah. Pierre has like a forest green like tunic with dark brown like leather armor and black boots, and he's got like this ratty looking like black bear shawl where the head's still intact okay. around his shoulder, oh, and it yeah. looks off one of the shoulders. Okay, but like the bear, the bear fur has like sticks and leaves and dirt still in it, like he hasn't washed it in years. And then he has um, a wooden staff with an orange gem in it with like and there's like intertwining knots tree knots near the top okay. I, I like that i'm P- pierre uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to warm up to pierre now just just a little bit okay. just a little not a lot like i'm still gonna keep my you know, i'm gonna side eye him a lot I keep keep my eye on him but so mind you now it's 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 been a couple minutes right to get yep. all our yes. stuff on. yes we need to uh, get... it's been pretty loud but so we're assuming am... that the walk to get food is pretty far and we need to hurry though yes um so now do you so, want to go storming out the front door or would you rather go down in the sewer down in the sewer absolutely cornhole down in the sewer all right absolutely. so go unlock that sewer cornhole I let's get out of here sewer i unlock the sewer perfect so we all climb down the sewer grate right mm-hmm. the lower we go the more dark it becomes the stronger smell of rotted sewage and you hear like a distant sewer river right like a a stream of liquid (laughs) i guess you could say um and we finally get to the bottom of the ladder we feel stone steps beneath our feet okay um give me a perception check everybody i'll even do it i got a 12 i i got a i got a 10 17 okay so, we are in a narrow hallway, very narrow, with a staircase that looks to be going downward and to the left of us. Um, we aren't sure where the hallway ends because it's dark. Um, I'm assuming one of us, we uh, in our packs, if you look at your, our items, we have torches. Um, so, one of us, obviously, is going to light a torch down there at the bottom. Um, and you, we see a, at the right where you like when you know like when you look at a curve and there's the end and you can barely see at the end 
we see a large opening to a room, a dark room. And we hear a faint mooing noise coming from that direction. Okay. What do you... So what would you guys like to do? I would like to investigate the mooing. Okay. So did you do you want to like pop, just like pop, pop your head in to the room and see if you can find anything? Yes. Okay. So we all walk to the end of the room right at the edge, right? And we're holding our torch and we peek peek our head around the corner. Um go ahead and give me a Uh, let's see. What do I want to do here? Give me a nature roll. So, um, do either of you have a nature bonus? No, no. I don't no. need one. I got. Okay. A, I, I don't need one. I need. I got a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. So, you see four little creatures scurrying around in that room, and they all appear to be brown, furry rodent-like creatures. Um, you know this to be Nutria, Cornhole. You've, you've read about these in the past. Um, as be- <laughs> um, being that you are a ranger, you spent time out in the wild, you know that they're a very close relative to the beaver. They have webbed feet, buck teeth, brown fur, but instead of the flappy beaver tail, it's a little rat tail. Um, you also know that normal nutrias <laughs> are only about like two feet long, and this one appears to be five feet long. Shoot, they are very shoot large nutrias. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that nutria can be like ornery little guys. Um, you also notice that they have orange and black collars around their necks mm. with white numbers oh. for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you like? Uh, there's, if now that we are near the entrance to this um, room, mm-hmm. we see that down, continuing down the staircase, there is a caved-in uh, hallway. Like so, like there used to be a, a way down, but it's caved in now, and that giant room with the nutria is our only way through. Okay. Well, I would like to kill all the nutria <laughs> with my short sword. Well, I, being that you are a ranger with a longbow i would suggest oh, that I you use a longbow yes. <laughs> and shoot them snipe them corny that in my in my i did not see that in my um list of things unless it's oh there it is it's up there at the top i see what it is okay so we I'm have still getting a hang of i'm still getting remember a hang we of. have we have four nutria that we are we are encountering here okay um so cornhole you'd like to shoot them with an arrow i assume yes okay so you are able to roll two d20s and take the better number because you are surprising these nutria. Um, and then you, two d20, and then I will have you add plus six. Okay, so I got a 16 and a 13 for a total of 29. No, I no, need you, no. so that you're gonna take the bigger yeah, number 16, 16, which plus six okay. with your bow. Which of these nutria? There's four nutria. Uh, let me pull up actually a. That's 22, but yeah. Well, so like they're all kind of in a line, I guess, right? So I guess, which one would you like to shoot? 
I'll take the closest one. Okay. So, you shoot this Nutria with the bow. <laughs> and you... <laughs> you hit this Nutria. Now, can I have you roll 1d8, please? Si, senor. Thank you. I, I got a three. Okay. So, you hit this Nutria. It moves. Very discontent. And now I will have us all roll a d20 for initiative. No. I got a 12. I got an so, 18. 18 for Cornhole, corny. which Cornhole... Cornelius! ...has a 22, so 22 for David. Corn, or uh, JC, what did you get? 12. 12 plus 1 is 13. I rolled a 7. Boo. Which will be an 11. And then I will roll for the Nutria. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These Nutria are very stupid. They are going to be going last. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) Cornhole, you are going first yet again. So what would you like to do? Would you like to shoot the same Nutria, shoot one of the other Nutria? I didn't kill it. Nope. Nope. Uh, only did three damage. Uh, Courtney, I, I think you need to go for a different one. Let's like let's just yes. let's just maim them all. Like, yes. Try to get a low. Try to get a low number. Like, I want I want them to suffer. <laughs> bleed out everywhere. Yes. <laughs> all right. I will shoot. I will shoot the second in line, Nutria. Okay. Remember, you have a plus six, I think? Yep, plus six. Am I, am I rolling a D8 or a D20? D20, D20. D20. D8's your damage. Am I doing two D20s this time again? Nope, you do nope. not have advantage this time. Okay. We have lost the element of surprise, Cornwall. We have. I, I rolled a 19. Oh, out of 19, 19, 25. 25? Jesus Lord. Okay. Fuck so, roll your up. D8. Roll, roll your D8. I got an eight. Ah, yes! Kill okay, shot. what's it look like when you murder this Nutria with a bow and arrow? Corner? Oh, headshot. 69 to 10. Headshot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's one Nutria down, and it is bleeding out into the ground with by the head yeah. from air, uh, Cornhole's arrow. Can I, throw on, All right. can I throw on a Nike rain jacket real quick? Sorry. <laughs> And it is JC's turn. Now, JC, you have um, a couple things you can do because you are a caster, as mm-hmm. we know. Um, so you have a thing called Eldritch Blast, which is like a magic, whatever, like damage thing. Kamehameha? Yeah, kind of. And then you have your breath weapon, which Ooh. you're orange, which means that you can shoot fire mm. Mm. with mm. your mouth. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mouth fires. Yes. Um, I think I want to spit roast the dead one. Oh, you just want to cook the dead yeah, one? just fucking. You just don't even you don't even want to deal with the other ones. No, no, I okay. I I want to I want to eat the nutrient. Oh yeah, I want to eat nutrient. But it's can I con- can I converse with my comrade here? Yeah, sure. Let's... Is one is one nutria enough for the three of us? No, 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 Coral. Cool. <laughs> this is this is uh, uh, uh strictly for show. Like I uh, want this is to put fear yeah, into that. Because because as of right now, we got two fully healthy nutrias and one that's nicked one's up. Lifting. Yeah. yeah one's lifting. And I, I want to be like, hey, like we're not worried. Like, 
please. We're not worried about you. I'm just gonna do some more damage to the already to to your dead homie, and just show you guys. Hey, you know, I'm start. I'm I'm preparing my dinner. You know, like hey, you know, well, yeah, this is what's gonna happen to you guys shortly. Okay, so uh, JC, I don't even need a roll for this one. <laughs> JC <laughs> opens his mouth, and what does it look like when you char this poor little nutria? Ooh, uh, do I get to pick the color of my my flame? Uh, sure, buddy, go for it. Mm, so I'm orange with jazzberry jam accents. I want blue fire. Blue flames. Yes. Noted. Yes. Okay. So I open up my mouth and just I rain hellfire upon this dead nutria with just blue, just blue flames everywhere until it's a crispy charred. Yes. Thing. Like 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 fresh out of a trigger, if you will. Okay. Okay. So you burn this nutria to a crisp, and it reeks like burnt hair. And all that's left is apparently their fire retardant collar just laying there mm. in its little shard skeleton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it is my turn because <laughs> JC decided to burn a dead body. <laughs> I tried to tell. I tried. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> hey, Cornell, it's, it's fucking four, or now three, or two and a half beavers against, you know, three technically people i i'm not i'm not worried about this okay <laughs> if you kill the next one i may just flame that one too <laughs> okay so um pierre is up next and pierre has a similar thing looking over it at um clamp clamp burn this poor nutria alive not to be outdone pierre tries to conjure up flame and shoot flame Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do, at, I, do I have the ability? Already to... dead, hold on, hold on, hold on. At an already dead nutria. <laughs> Another dead nutria. I'm sorry, that yeah. name Clamp. That name Clamp got me. So, so Clamp, or uh, Pierre looks at Clamp and goes, huh, fire, huh? And then he tries to shoot the already limping nutria with a fire, uh, like conjures fire with his hand and shoots it at the nutria. So... Now the Nutria has to beat a, let's see here, do, do, do. Okay, so what is my damage? 1d8. So Pierre hits this Nutria with the fire and does four damage, which is what it had left. So this Nutria, already watching its friend being burned alive, (laughs) or not really burned alive, burned dead. Burned further dead. Barbecued. barbecued. Yes, barbecued. Is now also being burned to death <laughs> and turns into a charred, poor little cooked nutria. <laughs> so now we're down to two nutria, Cornhole, but it is the nutria's turn. Mm, yes. So, bring it on, nutria. <laughs> the first nutria is going to charge a JC. <laughs> Enraged. <laughs> Mooing with rage. <laughs> Mooing with rage. <laughs> okay, if that's not... I mean, they, even, they even sound Time stupid, out. man. If, if, if mooing with rage is not 
grade is it in our second year anniversary clip <laughs> so this nutria tries to bite jc it rolls a 12 plus Ooh. four 12 plus four where's jc so he's gonna hit you because your armor class is a 12 and he's gonna hit you for four damage. So you are down to it looks like six damage or six hit points. Damn. So now the other one is going to go after Cornhole, mooing with rage, running across the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it rolls a one. So this new trio yeah! runs over to Cornhole, trips, <laughs> does a somersault. And ends up on its side, right next to Cornhole's feet. Tackled by the turf. <laughs> Tackled by the turf. <laughs> turf monster. And now we are back up at the top of the round to Cornhole. All right, so since that... So he is right on top right. of you now. Yes, since he is at my feet, I will use my short sword. Oh, ah, uh, wait. Oh, no, so the Cornhole, 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 hold on. Let's, let's talk this out. Okay. <laughs> There's two left. One just attacked me, and one failed to attack you. But he's laying at. Is he laying on his side at Cornhole's yes. feet? Yes. Yes. He's very vulnerable. Cornhole. A big five foot nutria laying on its side, trying yes. to scramble to get up, is laying next to Cornhole. Take your bow. <laughs> kill shot to the head. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, yes come on. Doing style. <laughs> Gonna USC Trojan him to death. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. So, what do I need to roll to use my sword sword? So, you roll a d20 and you have a plus six as well to that. Okay. Cornhole is going to be our uh, damage machine if you haven't noticed. Yes. I have, I've rolled an 11. Okay, 11 plus six or 11 with the six? 11 plus six. So okay. So, you hit this Nutria, so roll a d6 for me. A normal six-sided dice. I got a four. Got a four. All right. So you drop down your sword, and it only penetrates a little bit. <laughs> oh, it. So you you've got two hands on your sword, and it's like only a few inches like in into its skin. You haven't kill shot okay. it yet. It's still squirming around. Story, okay. story of Cornell's life, only getting a few inches in. <laughs> my turn um well i want to also take out my huge sword yep. and attack the some bitch that attacked me okay so roll a d20 for me you have do, 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 do. let's see what do you have on your attack roll with a melee weapon i think it's plus two and your strength so you have a plus six as well plus six all right i got a 15 I, so. I got a 15 so 21 okay perfect um so you swing down or roll a hold on let me find a long sword because i forgot that you had it in the equipment do 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 one second, one second. Long sword. 1d8, please. 1d8. All right. 
I got. I had a. I had a long sword. <laughs> I got a seven. Damn it, Devin. A seven? Yes. God damn it, Devin. Okay, what's it look like when you kill this Nutria when you use your greatsword or longsword? Mm. So I'm just plunging it just into the like the top of of his head, and my sword comes out through the bottom of its jaw. Oh, like right behind its big rodent teeth. Yes. Just like stabs straight yes. down. Yes, I fucking I pulled out my sword, flipped it around, and just ah, fucking <laughs> right into like the back of his head through his jaw. All right, sounds good. Now I am obviously right next to you guys, so I could attack the one that cornhole failed to kill yet. So I'm going to also pull out. I have a scimitar, so mine is like more of a curved blade okay um but i'm going to do the same thing i'm gonna flip my sword upside down and try to usc trojan stab along with cornhole <laughs> into this nutria <laughs> and i hit this nutria for 1d6 damage i only did two damage uh. so that nutria is has two swords in it <laughs> and is still squirming around, <laughs> refusing to die. Um, so now this Nutria squirming around on the ground is going to try and bite Cornhole's leg mm. as it is squirming around. Okay. Sounds more like a Washington State Cougar than a Nutria. But... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty big, isn't it? And seven plus. Where did my Nutria go? Seven plus four is not enough to hit cornhole. So the Nutria tries to bite, or it does bite cornhole, but it doesn't penetrate the boots or anything that you're wearing. So it just kind of like grinds its teeth up against your boot as it's squirming. So we are back, back to cornhole. Sir. All right, time to finish this sucker off. Um, I'm going to. You're gonna plunge the sword deeper. I'm going to plunge the sword deeper. That's what he said. Another, another two uh, inches I... deeper. Whatever it takes to finish the job. Got he... All right, roll that d20. Um, roll that d20. Eighteen. Not a kid. Okay. Do one d eight, or yeah, one d eight. No, one d six. Sorry, short sword. One d six. Thank you. Five. Okay. What does it look like when you mm. kill shot this new tree? Mm. I want to shish kebab him, mm. where I can pick up my sword and your sword still inserted in him, and hold him above my head with <laughs> both of our swords. <laughs> Okay, and at this point, I turn to JC, uh, I turn to Clamp and go, hey, do the do the fire thing. Do the fire thing. <laughs> and, and my response is, fuck you, Pierre, but I'll still do it. <laughs> so then I, so then again, I open my mouth and blue, fr- blue flames shoot above Cornhole's head and roast the nutria alive <laughs> and he lets out a, 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 a one final move oh man okay so now that we each have a nutria i mm-hmm. say we put those in our bags to save for later okay i will put make a note of that we put nutria dead nutria cooked nutria in our bags 
Only three, though, because uh, we charred the one so bad that <laughs> it is useless. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good job, guys. Look at that. You guys killed your first yes. monster. Look Boom. At you. Okay. So um, now that we cleared this Nutria uh, nuisance, um, I, as Pierre, take one of the collars and put it around my wrist like a bracelet as mm -hmm. a trophy. <laughs> As a trophy. As a scout. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got his scout. <laughs> and I go, hmm. Doesn't really go with the green, but okay. <laughs> um, so now we are in this room. We have, uh, let me pull up my picture. To the left, we have, um, it's kind of like, it's an opening with a bunch of rickety wooden flooring. Mm -hmm. um, you can see the base of the rickety wooden flooring, like the stone stops. Um, but if you look to the right, there is a stone, a door with a stone path continuing the other way. Okay. Um, can you uh, both do a perception roll for me so we can see what's in this room, though? Yes. After we That's told a D20? Yes. D20 uh, for you, it is do, 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 plus, is it plus anything? I thought I had a plus three on perception. You do. You do. You have a plus three on perception. And JC does I got, a, I got, I got an 11, so 14. I got 14. A, I got a 13. 13. Okay, so you look around the room, and in the corner by the uh, doorway um, with the stone flooring, you see a skeleton. Um, and the skeleton is like clutching a journal in its arm. Okay. That's it. In okay, interesting. The rest of the room is pretty barren. There's like a nutria nest in the other corner, um, some feces, but you don't, and like you don't see any sewage yet but you still hear it, um, mostly coming from that wooden door side. Okay. Now, would, or the wooden floor side. Now, would this be considered like a Nutria den of some sort? I mean, yeah. Kind of? Uh, would, would, so. would other Nutria um, be like out on, you know quests of whatnot and out, out trying to get food yeah and 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 they could return to this den like we don't have uh, to we don't, we don't have to be there like well like eventually sometime down the road with you know when we're long gone other nutria will return to this um i think it'd be safe to assume that these nutria are probably not alone okay um I, being that this is you don't hear any mooing at mm -hmm. the current time, but you can't be sure that no nutria are going to come back to this den. Okay. Uh, I Now, you said we saw a little nutria nest with little, mm -hmm. little nutria poop. I would like to take a giant shit <laughs> in the middle of that nest. Okay. <laughs> Just a giant... Marking your territory. Yes, a giant 7'7 <laughs> dragonborn shit. So, whenever these... Not these not where I thought you were <laughs> these other <laughs> these other <laughs> outside nutrients come back four are going to be missing and well what well three will be presumed missing and dead and then one's obviously just charred the holy hell and is a skeleton and then just the largest shit ever is in their little bed area Um, okay. Devin's like, what did I get? <laughs> Pierre, looks, Pierre looks over at Clamp doing this and goes, what the fuck is wrong with Dragonborn? Ugh. And like with this 
fucking French disgusted look. He walks over to the skeleton and grabs that book that the skeleton's holding yes. on. So yes. meanwhile, <laughs> yes. Yes. so while while JC's taking a shit, um, I want to I want to add something to my shit. Okay. So oh, after God. I take this massive shit, like we're talking like, uh, like bigger than like a cow pie, just a, like a huge pile of shit. I want to take the skull of the dead Nutria and set it on top of my pile of shit. <laughs> So it's a pile of shit with a Nutria yes, skull. Yes, with a Nutria skull, like a cherry on top of a delicious fudge sundae. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I should have kept your cell locked. <laughs> okay. All right, clamp. So let me just read you some. Uh, potty time book okay. Okay, from this journal maybe hey, you can figure hey, out what the hell these yeah, nature hey, doing. hey oh, everyone yeah. poops guys everyone poops <laughs> so Pierre reads the journal out loud for you it's a journal entry um, from not too long ago you think but you aren't really sure how long you've been in jail um, it reads I don't know how much longer I can help feed these nutria and myself I thought I found the exit finally, but it's blocked by a giant cougar. Mm. It mm. bit me in the leg, and I had barely got back here, but I didn't. I dropped the food on the way here because it was chasing me. And the new chair is starting to make mooing hunger noises. I don't know how much longer I can stay here. Signed, M.R. M.R. Would have been better if you made it ML for Mike Leach since you left the Cougars. But that's... Think of Co- Beavers. Cor- Corny, come on. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know exactly. But the Cougars, I, I get it. I get it now. He's pro- he's watching okay. over. He's he's the silent the protector of the Nutria, Cornhole. MR. Yes, MR. And, and he took care of them for so long until they finally turned on him. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, oh, Pierre also points to your you pooping across the room and then shows up to Cornhole. <laughs> he drew us a map <laughs> to get out of here. And then there's a yes. big old cougar. <laughs> hmm. Is that enough for episode one, you think? Yes, yeah, I think that's a, a solid, a solid, solid um, stopping point. Solid stopping point, yeah. And we can um, pick that up ne- next time. And this is, should we do this instead of Quack Dogs every week? <laughs> it's, it's fun, <laughs> Cornhole. It's fun, man. <laughs> Can we do this all the time? Like, more of this. Uh, I I can't, I, A, I'm, I was deceived at how fast it was, like, how slow it was. I was like, man, that was an hour, and we got to, like, the second stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got to about what I thought in an hour, so I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. Yeah. Okay, guys, so, we've got a journal. Um, the map. Shows us that there's two ways out of here with the stone floor, but the stone floor is definitely safer. But we still, if you want, we can go down the the wooden path. Um, Mr. Uh, in in the note is pointing at one of the hallways that is down the stone pathway that says we might have to wade through sewage if we want to get out of here as well. Um, the wooden floor is faster, but there's a lot of skull and spike markings in that direction so 
what direction are you do you think you guys are going to go with this information? Ooh, what do you think, Cornhole? Um, I don't want to fall through a wooden floor. I think we'll take our chances with skulls and spikes. Well, no, the the wooden floor is skulls and spikes. Yeah. It's the oh, stone sorry. path that you might have to wade through some sewage. sewage. Yeah, so it's either oh, sewage yeah. or wade through some sewage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm 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 fine. I'm not a Nancy boy, like the like uh, the great gnome Cornelius, Cornelius Cobb. Um, so yeah, wow. let's go with this through the sewer. Okay. Pierre agrees with you. He would like to take the path with less spikes and skulls. <laughs> Smart. Um, Smart. So we we all have torches. We each light a torch. And um, is there anything you guys want to do in this Nutria room before we leave? You already took a shit. It's starting mm, to smell. Pierre yes. would like to leave. But <laughs> um, if there's anything else you would like to do. Well, I'm going to continue the hos- the semi-hostility towards Pierre. Okay. Um, now, now, full transparency for the listeners. This is several days later from the last time we recorded the first part of of our journey um do so i currently have palpatine hands right you do i do okay okay so can i palpatine hands now for the uninitiated force lightning for the most part same thing (laughs) i don't it's called witch bolt yeah yeah okay yeah but it's it's force lightning you know for Uh for the for the non-dnd players can sure. I force lightning the uh, nest, the nutrient nest that has my giant shit on it, just so okay. it's it's a flaming nest of shit now. Um, you don't have to do a roll for that because yes. you're not attacking anything. <laughs> so, um, Clamp <laughs> looks over at the nutria yes. nest, and he. Ooh. kind of like vibrates his well, you describe it for me yes. what, what, is, what is clamp can can i uh pick the color of my force lightning yes you already chose what was your fire color you already chose your fire color i can't remember Ooh, i didn't write that i think I, I i don't I think it was you wrote it down blue i did too yes so. it's blue it's blue. So, so would my force lightning also be blue, or can I be cool and have different colored force lightning? Um, I'll I'll allow you to pick your different color. Color lightning. Okay. Yes, and I will write it down this time. Yes, there we go. Smart. Also, write down blue fire breath. Blue um, fire. Got it. Let's go with uh, Cornelius. Want to want to help me with this one? What what color should my force lightning be? What was your color in uh, top twenty five today? Uh. Deep green? Royal green. Royal green. Royal green? Okay. Okay. Royal green lightning. So uh, I got, so I, I stick out Royal my hands. Royal green lightning. Yes. Yes. That's the least menacing lightning <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Hey, it could be, you know what? No. Cor- Cornelius, Cornelius, I'm changing it up. I, I like the style that you went with, but I'm going to go with a deep pink. Ooh, a pink lightning. Pink force lightning okay so so it's 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 in my top 25 favorite colors nice. uh, so it's it's close cornelius so i'm you know I, I i like the way you're going i'm just going to take a different path yeah. um so i raise my hands fine. up fine. it's okay it's cornelius so it's, it's okay, it's okay. I, I, I love you cornelius Good. cornelius i love you <laughs> 
<laughs> Pierre sits in the corner and is like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Who are these two weirdos saying they love each other? They just met in prison. <laughs> so I, I, I raise up my hands and, and deep pink force lightning comes shooting out of all... I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... I have Six? eight fingers. Eight fingers. Eight okay. fingers. Four on each sure. on each hand. And, and, a thumb. and just three and a thumb. Yes. And lightning just comes shooting out. And I, I catch the 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 brush that was made for the nutria nest on fire. And it's slowly going up towards my massive pile of shit. And I'm catching the shit on fire. Pierre um, looks at you in size. <laughs> walks over to the shit fire. Grabs his torch and lights his torch with the ship fire. Looks at you and says, okay, are you happy now? Can we go? Yes, I'm happy now. <laughs> Cornelius, are you ready to go or do you want to light more shit? No, I am, I am very, I'm very much ready to get okay, on great. the adventure. Now, who's going to be holding the journal? Who would like to hold the journal? I already have the keys, so I'll let uh, Clamp... Mm, I don't know. I, I think Pierre should hold it because okay. I have force lightning hands now, guys. My hands need to be free. It's, uh, yeah, I need to chill out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to light the journal on fire. True. Okay, so Pierre true. has it. Um, so he directs us in the way of the stone path, which is what we were choosing. And we start walking down the stone path through the hallway. The The hallway is like a normal hum, like human-sized um, ceiling. So clamp... Clamper might have to like duck down a little bit, not a lot, but like tilt his head, you know, like uncomfortable walking for a dude who's seven foot, whatever the hell you said last podcast, because it was really tall. Seven, seven, motherfucker. That's what it is. Yeah. You're going to have to definitely like bow yourself to walk through this hallway. Um, Pierre trying to get on your good side gives you the middle because it's an arched hallway. So he's That's trying to like give you as much leeway as possible. Okay. Okay. Um, the hallway is wide enough for all three of us to walk, uh, granted with Clamper to bend down, <laughs> but we can all walk three abreast with with comfort. Um, Ooh, Pierre, are we social distancing at all? No. Is there a plague going on in this world? No, but we are in a sewer. <laughs> but no. Okay. Yeah, we need to we need to have a fantasy world without a plague. <laughs> without, <laughs> without hashtag COVID nineteen. Plague in a fantasy. <laughs> Hashtag coming at you. Um, so uh, on Pierre's side, Pierre's walking to the right of Clamper. Clamper's in the middle. He's he's lighting old torches that are on these walls that haven't been touched in a while. There's definitely spider webs that give extra fire initially, and and we continue down this hallway. Um, as we walk, there's there's not much to greet us except for just walls and dark. Um, but every time we come to an intersection, right, we we look at the map and we pick the right way. Um, Pierre looks at both of you and, and says, so what'd you get locked up for back there? Mm. Not to no one in particular. He just says it out loud because we've been walking in silence and it's really awkward. Would you like to go first Clamper? You seem like the more, uh, what would be enthusiastic asshole of the group. So I'll let you take the lead here. Um, uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so I, I'm gonna 
look towards Pierre, but a, a side eye. I'm still giving him a side eye. You are, you are bending over, so yes, yes you have to side it's eye. It's true, it's true. Because, so, <laughs> again, it's still not 100% on Pierre's side. So, you know, kind of with a, with some attitude, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I tell Pierre and Cornelius that I was arrested for protesting a dragon-born mistreatment. Um, you know, I feel that my people are being treated, you know, poorly. So I, I, I protested against the establishment, and the establishment threw me in jail. Well, Pierre looks at you and says, that's funny because I got locked up for inciting a riot in Everburn because there's been a lot of civil unrest mm. since since the Dogrith clan has taken over. They've, they've been doing nothing but beating up other dragonborn of different color, mm. and they just drone on and on about the glory days mm. of when they used to reign over Everburn, even though it was like 300 years ago. And they 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 didn't even like outright rule it. They shared it hmm. with a different clan. Okay, and, and and all they did was talk about how they wanted to restore Everburn back to its former glory when they quote unquote ruled over it. Ooh, so but, but but now like oh they're in charge and they feel like they get to treat everyone like shit. Yeah, so they were trying to make uh, Everborn great again. Um, in a way, yeah, in okay. a way, yeah. Okay, back back to the glory days when it was by a lake, hmm. and and men were men, hmm. and and people voted on who was the best not by force hmm. okay yeah I was, okay well so now you know clamp clampers coming around softening up yeah he, he he likes the cut of pierre's jib well and and i'm sure like uh pierre before he even uh before you even try like chime in on why, why would an elf of all people try to stop the treat mistreatment of your kind right well he explains to you that he he's not from here obviously but he comes he was tasked from his people in the north to come down and help you as best you can because the dogrith clan is a plague on the people and they need peace again because the 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 war seems to be spreading across the land is is what he explains to you yeah okay all right, Cornelius, you got anything to add? I was arrested for cheating in a game of cornhole. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, who, who did you cheat against? It must have been someone important is what Pierre asked. Yes. It you was, know how you know how cutthroat people are in Everburn about corn or cornhole. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was the sheriff? It was actually the it was it was the sheriff. Hmm. Oh man. So Cornelius Cobb had to cheat in a game of cornhole against the mm-hmm. sheriff. So the sheriff mm-hmm. is technically better than you at cornhole? No, 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 because I no. No? No, no. No. Then why would you why, if you were I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, if you were I won. I won. Okay. I won. But he found out I cheated, so he threw me in prison. Yeah, cuz you're not as good as him. No, I still cheat. I just cheat to cheat. Okay. I'm just that. I just okay. cheat for the thrills. Okay. Okay. So you're so you're Stugatz of uh, <laughs> of Devin's that world. That's so awesome. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I like that, Cornhole. I like that. I like that. Now, at first, when you uh, Clamper's looking at you with a little, eh, you're you're the great Cornelius. 
king of gnomes. Like you should be. King of L, gnomes. L, get it right. You should Sam. be. I'm gonna. You should. Up. You should. Here, looks at you and says, "You are definitely not the king of the elves." <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. With 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 the name like Cornelius, you shouldn't have to cheat. I I feel like you could have beat him fair and square, and you still could have ended up in the same position because he's the sheriff. And he still could have not liked losing to um, a gnome and wants, you know, to lock you up for that. Well, Clamper, you know that uh, Everburn takes their cornhole very seriously. Yes, There's a whole underground black market ah, of cornhole games. Yes, yes. <laughs> I understand. Cornelius is just trying to get ahead. He's trying to make some dough, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I can respect that. Or I was trying to show off that I could cheat and get away with it, but I got. Yeah, he's trying to—he's trying to break into the Premier League of Cornhole. I get it, I get it. Okay. He's trying to hustle, man. Yeah, I mean, as what a gnome would have to do. So, we're we're going back and forth. This this goes on for a few hours of monotonous stone walls, torches, intersections. It's very very boring. Upon our final right turn, we see or we start to hear the faint sound of rushing water, well, or what we assume is water. And we see a very small light at the end of this hallway. It's probably a few football fields away uh, in the distance. So it's just a tiny little hole, right? Like archway-shaped hole. Mm. Um, we go, we walk, we walk, and we arrive at this opening. And we the, the archway is above us. We're kind of at the precipice of this archway. Um, can we all roll a perception for me? So, uh, reminder: if you go look at your character sheets, a if you have a little dot by perception, which is under da, 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 wisdom, I you get a plus. A dot. So you get a plus two to your d twenty. If not, it's just your d twenty, which okay. uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I. I'm just you just have a d twenty, yep. yeah, and I think I do, I do too. So I rolled a 13, so I have a plus 2 of 15. Okay, I had a 14. And I I had a 13. Okay. So, we're all looking out. We all see the same thing. We're all standing at the end the end of the stone path. The stone path ends in this archway. Um, past the ledge that we're standing on, because now it has become a ledge where the path ends... Uh, there's a drop about 10 feet down and there's a rushing river of greenish brown sewage going from our right to our left and one might say it looks like if you were to gaze into the glorious Willamette River mm. it is that color Okay. Um, Pierre's holding the map he kind of finds where we are on this map because uh, it's still we're not past the point of no map um, he says to look right and we look right and you see the ladder it's the to, to get out. It's about 150 feet away, and it's up on this perched platform where the sewage seems to be rushing out of with a grate underneath, if that makes sense, right? Like, there, there's this giant platform. Sewage is running through it underneath towards us. Um, you don't see a cougar on the platform, but you do see uh, a similar archway to what we are standing in near the ladder. Um, but the map has no marking of existence of that hallway. Um, there's no path 
from where we are up to that platform. But if you look to your right along the wall, you see a small, like, seven-inch wide edge from where we're standing that sticks out from the wall that leads all the way up to where we need to exit. And the ledge seems a little wet from sewage splash. So... What would you like to do? Is there any more information you would like to know? Or, oh uh, uh, yeah, I, there, there How is. How are you thinking we're going to get up there? there it's, it's pretty far away. There's this tiny little ledge that mm. we can try to climb. We could just say fuck it and jump in to the sewage. Uh, but we don't know how here's, deep it is. That's the problem. That that is a problem. So here's what I'm thinking. Without knowing how deep, I would like to throw something into the river of sure. shit because. You said, what, 10 and a half feet down? That's the mm-hmm. distance from where we're standing to about the... 10, about 10 feet about from 10 where feet. we're standing to where the liquid is rushing past okay. us. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, as we all know, 7-7. Seven, seven. So as, lo- as long as it's not too deep, you I'm... almost stand in it. I'm fine. If it's not super Yeah, deep. I'm fine with me jumping down and then you guys jumping onto my back and we go that way. Because honestly, mm-hmm. Cornelius, if we go towards the ladder, I think that's a trap. I think the cougar's down there. Well, I think we might have to fight the cougar either way, is what Pierre yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think so. But I would like in the hallway. I, I, I don't want to fight the cougar there. I'd rather fight the cougar near, at, like closer to the water. On that platform near the water, is what you're saying? No, like literally in the water, in the shit. Oh, you want to fight it in the water? Yes, in the shit, okay. Vietnam style, son. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes, because we we obviously okay. it's basically the only two chan- uh, uh, choices we have because we we, sure. we can't do the tiny ledge because it's wet. I'm seven seven. I'm not gonna fit through there. Like the king of well, the gnomes, you might also just end up in the fucking sewage anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a possibility that the gnome could scurry through there. Um, but but yeah, I don't even think uh, Pierre could. So no. I think it's either you know. I think we throw we we try to throw something down there to test to see how deep it is, and if it is super deep, then we can kind of reconvene and maybe go towards the ladder. Um, but yeah, I think we should see how deep the river of shit is. Okay. I was uh, going to ask. I, I was going to ask. Do either of us have a um, grappling hook of some kind we could throw to kind of um, rope swing across the river? There's no ledge across the river. Okay, then never mind. It's just uh, a river of sewage. There's a small lip on our end that we could potentially try to cross, but we already like ruled that out, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So the only way is wading up or swimming up. I don't know. I'm trying not to give information as well as like like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. conflict my information mm-hmm. swim or wade up um but we do have a grappling hook because there appears to be no ladder when the grate is there but we could climb up the grate to get on top of the platform and try to get out um now uh, a cornhole i don't know if you caught that but i think Devin slipped up i don't think the river is that deep just going off on yeah. the web he could change it now that I've said it, but I, 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 so I, so. I, how, what what are you throwing in the water to find this out, or do you want to just um, call my bluff and jump, my alleged bluff no, and jump? No, 
Uh, I would like to look around. Is there? Did I? Did I maybe pack uh, a, a skull of the dead uh, nutria? Um, or is there some sort of rock, a uh, piece of stone? Maybe I can go back into the tunnel of ways and grab one of the stones and throw it in there. Uh, uh, you definitely can go back and grab a stone that's been eroding in this hallway. Um, I would also recommend we have a bunch of spare torches. You can throw a full-on torch and see if it clanks in the bottom. Um, it's up to you. Let's go. Let's go with a torch. Let's okay. l- let's toss a torch down there and see if we hear a clank towards where it's hitting the bed of the shit river. Okay. Uh, give me an athletic check. So you will, are you throwing it? Yes, obviously. I am okay. the most athletic one here. Are you? Yes. Thousand percent. Uh, you don't have proficiency in <laughs> athletics, but you get a plus four because your strength. So go ahead and roll. All right. We're going to go with an 11. Plus and, four. And then, and then plus four. So 15. So 15. Okay, so you, Clamp grabs a spare torch out of his bag, and he hucks this thing down into the chasm. And you see it hit the surface of the water, continue through, and then you hear a loud thump. And it was the, the time from when it hit the surface to the thump was not very long. I was right, Cornhole. Uh, shallow so let's shallow yeah uh i'll jump in and then you guys can uh climb down and you know put your feet on my shoulder one at a time and then you guys can jump off um i'll i'll cradle corn cornelius um (laughs) in my hand or in my arms like a little baby gnome that he is okay um cornhole give me a an acrobatics check which is your Dexterity. Um, do you have proficiency in acrobatics? You do not. So it's a plus 40 or D20, and I will do the same. I got 14, so 18 with plus 4. Okay. And where's mine? I got a 10. So Cornhole jumps down pretty pretty easily, and I uh, not so gracefully jump down, but I don't injure myself. It looks like I might have, but I didn't. I'm like, I did one of those, like, you stand there and, like, hold your arms out, like, oof, saved it. Um, but the water seems to be rushing, uh, for me and you, probably about a little bit above our nipple line. Mm. So it, it's pretty high for us. Like it's it's pretty much a struggle for us to keep our feet planted yeah. without the water pushing us back or sewage pushing us back. <laughs> um, Clamp jumps in. He's seven seven. It's no big deal for him. Yeah. Um, so uh, to uh, you're saying that you want us to grab onto you and you're going to drag us up. Um, I think well, since it is a little. I mean, it's not even m- my dragon dick's not even wet. You know, I'm. Was I say you're seven seven? So for you, it's probably at about your waist. Yes, I would say. Yes. So, and I'm very strong, very muscular. So this shit's nothing towards me. <laughs> uh... Are you that strong? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you are pretty strong. <laughs> Plus four, you're pretty strong. Uh, so I'm thinking uh, Pierre can uh, climb up onto my back, 
And then, uh, do I have some sort of like baby Bjorn type thing that I could put Cornelius in for uh, for the front? Uh, you have a scholar's pack, so no. But I I have a rope that I could fashion for you into a baby Bjorn. I would I would appreciate that, Pierre. Okay, so I I, I tie a knot. Uh, from being out in the wild. Cornhole knows this not too. He just doesn't want to do it because he's embarrassed that he's going to get baby born in a second. <laughs> because he's a ranger and he knows the same exact one. But I, I tie the, the knot, like, knot around you in a baby Bjorn and I go, alright, Corn, get in there. <laughs> I don't I not. Don't <laughs> so then, I mean, then no. in, in pure uh, tailgate fashion, I will take my mighty hand and put it <laughs> and around him in there? put it around Cor- Cornelius's neck and just pick him up out of the shit and place him directly into the baby Bjorn on my chest. Why don't you just put, pick me okay, up? No, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a strength roll uh, and a uh, dexterity roll from Cornhole. So I, I, mine's a strength roll. Yeah, so okay. yours is a strength roll, and Cornhole, you are a dex roll. So add <laughs> your your modifiers to each, unless you roll a d20. 18. I got I got 17. So oh. plus 3, so I'm 20. So JC, or uh, Clamp, Clamp grabs Cornelius <laughs> out of the sewage, lifts him off the ground, and tosses him into his front baby Bjorn. Yes. Struggle as you might, little gnome. You're going in the baby Bjorn. <laughs> Pierre looks and gives a little like, <laughs> if only you had some like sunglasses, that would be fun. <laughs> so, JC, I'm going to need another strength check because we're, you're going to try to get us to the grate, I'm assuming, the sewage grate. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to need another uh, roll from you, sir. One. Oh no! Okay, so <laughs> so Clamp, with all this extra added weight, Struggling. tries to take a step forward and slips Ugh. on some shit. Ugh. We're assuming, literally. And we and we both all look gonna kind of go whoa, yeah. and we slide backwards, probably ten to fifteen feet before we stop. So we have even longer now to go. Um, Cornhole, how about you and me give an acrobatic check so we can aid. Uh, JC, you roll as well. Do a, an athletic check, but me and Cornhole roll a dexterity. I I got sixteen. I, I did too. I uh, plus whatever we have. Ten. Okay, so with our help of either kicking or maneuvering our bodies, we're able to help Clamp wade up this shitty sewage river, and we all grab onto the grate. Um, that the sewage is coming out of. So we are stable at the base of where this platform above us is the exit. Um, we all, I think everybody has a, oh no, me and Cornhole have a rope. Me and Cornelius have a rope. Um, and Cornelius has a crowbar. Do you want to fashion that into like a grappling hook? Yes, let's do that. Okay. So Cornhole or Cornelius ties a fancy ranger knot to this crowbar and makes it into a grappling hook. Uh, give me an acrobatic check with your dexterity, please. I got it. Ooh, I got a 14. 14 plus 4, 18. Okay, perfect. So, Cornhole is able to, or Cornelius is able to throw the grappling hook and it clicks right onto the edge. Um, and we are all able to 
climb up out of the sewage. So now we are all standing on the platform, covered in brown greenish sewage. Um, the ladder is across the platform, and the hallway that we all assume has the cougar down it is right next to this ladder. What would you like to do? I'd like to do a perception check. That sounds like a glorious idea, Cornwall. Yeah. Why don't you roll a perception check? JC, would you like to roll one as well? Oh, same, yes. Okay. I got yeah. I got 19. So you have a 19 plus, you have proficiency. and Yeah, so Cornhole sees cougar, like, pee marks and kind of scat near the entrance of that hallway. That cougar is 100% right in that little hallway. Uh, I got a third. The, uh, got uh, the exit with the ladder, if you look up, Cornhole, you, you see no lock. It's just a kind of manhole cover situation. Uh, so, which, so if we're looking at, just so I can kind of get a better idea of where we are here. If I'm looking at the ladder that's leading us to that manhole which cover. Which we are. Yep. Which we are. How wide, how far away are we from that? Hallway? No, no, no. Not from the hallway. Because oh, um, it's like it's like forty feet away from you. Okay, so there's forty feet between us and freedom. And yep. Okay. Well, and it, if you start climbing the ladder, it's it's a long ways up. Okay. It's not gotcha. like you climb four steps and the manhole cover is right there. Perfect. So it's a big long ladder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now in that now the hallway is in between that forty feet. It's right next to the ladder, literally like three feet from okay. the ladder. Okay, how wide is that opening? The, um, the it, it, opening? It resembles the opening that we were walking down. Um, so this very time. wide. So it's pretty wide. Very wide. It's pretty okay. wide. Uh, you did not roll well enough to see how deep it went because of where okay. we're standing. Okay. I want to, Jace, uh, Clamp, you can go on with this or not. I want to throw a lit torch into the hallway to see if we can see the cougar and possibly determine how deep or not deep that hallway is. I, I get like my force lightning, Corn- Cornelius. I like the way you're going, but how about something, a, how about we do the method just a little bit different? Uh, can you tell us how, how wide is this um hallway yeah hallway uh the hallway if we're all standing side by side cornhill asked this already it's enough for us to walk three abreast so it's okay. probably about so, so it's like this it's... uh 10 feet 10 okay. to 15 feet okay so it's similar to the one that we came out of yes okay cool um okay now i'm leaning back towards cornelius's so because originally Corn- cornelius i was thinking you have you or Pierre have a bow and arrow, correct? Yes. Cornelius does. I do not. Okay. I have a staff. That's what I, sword. Okay. I was thinking we light up an arrow on fire and you shoot it in because it a it kind of does the same thing as throwing a torch in there. But then again, Corn Cornelius, you may get lucky and the dome shot right off the bat. Boom! Cougar, cougar taken taken care of. Let's hop back in the river, shit, and go home. I'd argue that Cornhole would be better at shooting an arrow than he would throwing a torch. There you go, Cornelius. Okay, then, then let's do that. 
Okay, there we go. Okay. Build a, build a flaming arrow. All right, Cornhole, give me a shot with your arrow. Um, roll a d20 and add your plus six with your ranged weapon, please. 20. Oh. Like you rolled a natural 20. I rolled a natural 20. Perfect. Uh, roll me another. Actually, no, you don't need to roll me another one. Um, give me two seconds. Okay. So, Cornhole shoots this flaming arrow into this opening. And it is like you, you see him perfectly pull it out of his quiver. JC lights it at the perfect time. Cornhole shoots it. Nicest, nicest release you've ever seen in your life. And you hear a <clears throat> after that arrow hits. Uh, Cornhole, roll me your damage because you just hit this lion. Yes. Slash cougar. That's a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll rolled, me damage. You just hit a cougar. I rolled a damage 15. Perfect. Uh, so this cougar just got hit for 15 damage, and we haven't even started. Yes. The <laughs> <laughs> ah. This is going to be rough for the cougar. That's all I'm going to tell Fifteen damage. Holy moly! <laughs> You're welcome, right, Cornelius. Um, yeah, that was a good call, and that was good uh, D twenty timing. Yes. Everybody, roll for initiative if you would. Okay. So whatever your number modifier for dexterity is, add that to your roll, please. Uh, let me find dexterity. I got an eleven, so I'm at fifteen. Where would dex? Oh, there we go. Plus one. Far, far left. Yep, yep far left. Alright, so I got a 14, so then plus one, so I got a 15. Uh, JC Cornhole roll again. I roll a second time? Yep. Okay. I rolled a 19 with a plus four of 23. I rolled a 8 with a plus one, so 9. Okay, so Cornhole's going to go first. And then JC, and then I rolled a 9 plus a 4 is a 13, so I'm going to go third, and the lion is going last because it rolled like shit. Okay, this might be the quickest <laughs> battle of all time because Cornhole hit the crap out of that thing. Uh, all right, Cornhole, uh, <laughs> you're up, buddy. Yeah. What do you want to do? You see this... Um, cougar with a arrow in its throat because you clearly <laughs> hit it for a lot of damage and it is starting to char the fur what would you like to do i would like to take a second arrow Ooh, is it possible for, for me to fire two arrows at once no not yet damn what do you okay. who, 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 who do you think you are uh, uh <laughs> what's the what's the, the fucking uh, lord of the rings guy which one? I don't know the. I know uh, that Orlando Bloom plays. Yeah, yeah, Orlando Bloom. Oh, Legolas. Yeah, what do you think you are, Legolas? <laughs> well, apparently I am because I just killed the crap out of that, that sugar. So I'm going to fire a second flaming arrow into that. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get a flaming arrow this time. We're in initiative. Oh, okay. Right. You'd have to wait for JC oh. to light it on fire for you. Yeah. Too many okay, turns. Well, then I will fire, I will fire a second 
normal second arrow into that cougar with the roll. I'm doing a damage roll, I'm guessing. Uh, no, you do a d20 first to hit. I got a 14. Okay, so you hit this lion roll damage for me, please. 1d8. Oh, sorry. Wait, what did you roll last time for damage, Colonel? Did you roll a d20? Yes. Roll a d8 for me. Yeah, how can, you, how can you get a 15 on an 8? Yeah, then I'll double it. I rolled a 6. Okay, so six, you did six, 12 six. damage. Because you crit, so you do uh, double damage. So still good, but not as uh, devastating as we thought. Yeah, okay. I don't. I forget to change my dice back and forth. So no, that's, you, fair. Until, that's fair. Unless you tell me, I'm not going to change it. At a I didn't even think about it until I was like, wait a second. <laughs> even like this double seven is not fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so JC, you're up. What would you uh, What would you like to do? The coo- the cougar's probably. 40 feet, so I don't know how far your uh, spells are as far as... Palpatine can shoot Force Lightning further than 40 yards. I think I can, too. Let me me double-check your spell, though. (laughs) Let me double-check if that's what you would like to do, because that would be great. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll probably... I mean, uh, now... I mean, you can use part of your turn to move closer. So you move within range, and you want to do that. Uh, so I could I can move in range and force and, lightning. Yeah, because you're not and using your full. Uh, y- yes, I would. I would. Range. I would like to. I would like to get. Um, uh, I would like to cut the distance in half. So you said forty it's yards. On, it's probably based on your roll. It's probably based on your roll how close you move. Is that no, you can move as as up to thirty feet in a turn. That's what your speed is on your. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it in half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty. You're just in range, but you're still far enough away. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you would like to use witch bolt? Uh, uh force light. Or would you like to use? Oh, yeah, that's your witch bolt. That's yeah. what we're. That's what the spell is called. Yes, yes. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna refer to it as force lightning. Um, okay, perfect. So to attack, I'm gonna have you add. You're gonna roll a d20, okay. and you're gonna add a plus two and a plus. Four, so plus six to plus your six. roll. Okay. Well, I got an eighteen, so so twenty-four. 24. <laughs> so that's a big old hit. Uh, <laughs> roll a d twelve for me. D twelve. Ooh. All right. Can I also pour the forty ounce? D twelve. <laughs> uh, I got a four. Okay. So you do four damage. Now remember this: this force lightning is like you're channeling, so you're mm. clamp. Sits there, <laughs> shoots this lightning, <laughs> deep pink lightning out of his yes. fingertips, hits this cougar, and is just sitting there literally holding that lightning on the cougar. Yes. So when the cougar's turn comes around, oh no, when your turn comes around again, if we make it to that far, you can also elect to give more damage okay. of that 1d12. Perfect. So you can roll a d12 again. Perfect. Without having to, like, you know, roll to hit. Yeah. Um, so it is my turn. Yeah, I believe, and I am going to use my uh, staff, and I slap the top gem, the orange gem that I talked about last time. Slap it, and a spear tip pops out of the bottom. 
of my staff. And I huck this Mm. staff at the cougar. So I'm going to have to roll with a dexterity of plus six. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 14 plus 6 is 20, and that hits. So now I'm going to roll a d8. And I do 5 damage. So Pierre throws this staff, which you are now finding out is also part spear, and it lodges itself into this cougar right near where JC is shooting these lightning bolts. So this cougar already has a flaming arrow in its neck, being lit up by lightning, and now has a spear lodged in its like shoulder area. And now it is and the cougar's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. So the cougar, enraged, can only run up to JC. That's the only one it can get to within range. And it is going to try and slash at JC. And it is going to roll 80-20. It is a... 12. Does a 12 hit your armor? Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's a 14, sorry. Does a 14 hit your armor? I don't know. It does. I'm pretty sure you have a 12 Mm. armor class. There it is. Yep, 12. Okay, so JC, you take 6 damage. Why would I take 6 damage? Because he just hit you with his claws. Wouldn't it be the difference is only two, though? He rolled a 14. Yeah, if you beat your armor class, he gets to roll for damage. Okay, that's right, that's right, sorry. Yeah, so when you roll, when I tell you you roll to attack him, he has an armor class as well that I'm cross-referencing your roll with. So it's not the severity of beating the armor class. It's you beat it, then you roll the damage for what your attack is, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay, so... JC takes what I say six damage. So six I think damage. JC's at four hit points. It sounds like, and we are back at the top of the round. Cornhole, it is your turn. You just watched this cougar, who has a spear in it and an arrow in it, and being hit by lightning, run at JC and slash at him across the chest. Okay. All right. So I would like to take my long sword. Sure. Or uh, I do have a long sword, or do I just have a short sword? You have two short swords. Okay. <laughs> of course you have a short sword. So I would like to take one of my short swords uh-huh. and stab this cougar in the heart as a kill shot, since he yep. is now closer to me. Can I also use part of my uh, move? To move, run up to him? No. To uh, Yeah. Uh, so it's Because you, we're still near the Me and you are still near the edge, So okay. and JC moved forward. So, yes, you have to move forward. And to do this. Yes. Which is fine. You, you don't use your whole movement to do it. So what am I rolling to move closer to stab this thing in the Nothing. heart? Nothing. You don't roll anything to move. Okay. You just roll a d20 okay. to try to hit this cougar. All right. 20. And you get a plus six. Okay. 
I rolled a 10, so 16. Okay, so you hit this cougar with your short sword. You go in for the kill shot, roll some damage, which I believe is a D6. Nope. Yeah, D6. D8. Oh, no, it's a D6. Or D... Your, your longbow's a D8, your short sword's a D6. Okay. Okay. I rolled a 5. What does it sound like when you kill this cougar? <laughs> well, sound and look like. It, I just take, I place one hand around the hilt of the sword and one hand behind it, and I thrust it dual-handed deep into the heart of this <sighs> cougar oh, so and bad. watch it fall to the ground mm. at my feet. Mm. Nice, nice. <laughs> okay, look at that, guys. Yeah. You murdered that cougar with that. Yeah. Horn holes. Horn holes. Magical shot from the heavens. <laughs> really put that cougar behind the eight ball. Fuck yeah, it did. Yeah, that was impressive. Um. Okay, cougar's dead. Any role playing I... random things you would like to do before we move on from that? I mean, I want to. I want to cure JC with my. Um... One of my spells. Um, you don't have I spells have... yet. Oh, I don't have spells yet. yet. Okay, don't worry about it. We're Sorry. We're getting there. Okay. Sorry. Um, cool. Well, could we build some sort of, like, wall um, at, at the entrance of the cougar's lair? Um, do, do you say this out loud? Yes, yes. Pierre looks at you and says, you don't even want to go in there and see if it was, like, guarding anything? Well, no, 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 So, we, we can do that, Pierre. But I would like, once we're done exploring, I would like to wall it off and build uh, a sort of like a hot box for this cougar. And just, you know, maybe, maybe like, before we completely close it up, do a little force lightning in there, you know, we're going we're gonna to punish this cougar Even i more. would like to skin the cougar mm. and wear his pelt as a coat no that's what i'm talking there about we here go. um there we go. go ahead cornhole skin that cougar. <clears throat> do, um, do i need to roll anything to do that no nope. no uh put into your put into your inventory you have a cougar pelt <laughs> yeah. um now jc you said you wanted to burn this cougar though in a box so you want to drag the body over to the hole yes yeah, well, but, but, but we can go. We can leave it where it, where, where it was slain, uh, but we can go explore its its lair, its den, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I, I, we can do that first, but then on our way out, I would like to put it in a very small, like very small box, to okay. to where maybe if this cougar had parents at all, the cougar's parents would complain. That we put its son cougar in this very small hot box. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> are, 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 are you getting up what I'm putting down, Cornhole? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So, little, little on as, the as Clamper is, is preoccupied, <laughs> scratching his chin on what to do with this cougar. Oh. Um, now, uh, hairless yeah. cougar. Yeah, hairless, hairless cougar. cougar. 
<laughs> he sits there and watches Cornelius skin this thing while also deep in thought. Pierre walks ooh, over to ooh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to be slightly aroused by okay. Cornelius skinning this cougar. I don't know what uh, dragon reproductive parts look like. Just half chub, uh, baby. Half chub. I don't know if it's like a cloaca situation or... I'm thinking like a duck. Like a, <laughs> like a, like a corkscrew type thing going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cornelius is skinning a cougar and you see a corkscrew come out of the bottom. No, of... no, I don't think anything. No. No. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. Clamper is standing at head height. Yes. And no, Cornelius, <laughs> Cornelius doesn't. Cornelius doesn't notice it at first because he is carefully because it's very difficult to skin an animal. So he's focused. But then I get his attention. I'm like, "Hey, hey, Cornelius!" And he looks up, and all he sees is just the tip of the corkscrew. And I was like, <laughs> can, I, "Can I cut off his tip?" <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it be a roll, but I do not admire <laughs> Okay, um, I would now that I am done skinning this cougar, I would yep. like to do a perception check of the t- of the cave he was guarding. It's you using D and D terms. All right, kid. A perception check, or I think you have a plus four, is what you said. My perception, if I could get to it. I think you have a what wisdom of plus two plus no, proficiency. No, For, I have a plus three in wisdom. That's perception. Yes. So you have a plus five. You have a plus five. Where do you see my plus five? Because you have the dot, you get a proficiency bonus. Your proficiency oh, bonus of, of, is two. Is plus two. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I will go ahead and roll. What am I rolling? A d twenty, right? D twenty plus five. 19 with the plus 5. Okay. Um, Cornelius, you walk over to the cougar den. Uh, are mindful of the shit. And you have dark vision, so you can see into this hallway. And this hallway is not very deep. It's pretty pretty shallow. I'd say maybe, maybe 10 to 15 feet deep. Um, there's various bedding that the cougar has accumulated over time. Um, There's skeletons of people that it's killed either coming down or trying to go up. And you see littered weapons and things of that nature in that area. Um, Ooh. Any baby cougars at all? Or signs? No baby cougars. No baby baby cougars. cougars? Uh, Would you like to know what loot you could possibly take from there. I would like to know what loot I could possibly take. Okay. Um, You see a pouch. Um, One always grabs pouches, always. So you grab the pouch, you shake it. You think there's about 75 gold pieces in there. So um, all of you get to add 25 gold pieces to your inventory. Who said I'm sharing? Who said I'm sharing? I delivered the kill shot. It was my Uh, idea, though. You just, wanted a, to, you just wanted to <laughs> crappily throw a fucking torch down there. So I think you're sharing, bud. I mean, if you don't want to share, you can go down this role-playing path. <laughs> it's it's going to end bad for you. 
I will share my gold. Let's... Okay, you see a cloak. Oh, Ooh, no. is it? You see a, is, a sword. Is the cloak of invisibility? No. Okay. You see a sword that seems to be giving off a dim light, and you also see a ornate, probably foot long, kind of staff looking situation. Okay. Um. Are you gonna pick up I, all those things? I will pick up all the things. Okay. So Cornelius picks up all these things. What you're gonna walk back to us? I'm assuming. I yes, I will walk back to you. Um. He shows the cloak, sword, and the 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 small staff. The the cloak is a cloak of protection, which is a plus one to your armor class. So. Who would you like to distribute that to? I would like to give that to Clamp, since he is the weakest armor of the three of us. Probably smart. So he hands you the Cloak of Protection. Thank um, you, Gnome. Thank you. So add, add that to your inventory if you haven't already. You get a plus one to your armor. Um, then the sword and the pole are left. The small pole. Okay. Can we? What is the sword? Is it illuminated? Would you like to? Uh, would you like I to would, inspect I, it? I would like to inspect the sword. What does okay, my what, so. what does my cloak do? Plus two, plus one plus to one. your armor class. Um, so roll me a wisdom check, please. So you'll have a plus D, three. A d twenty. D twenty with a plus three. Yep. I got nineteen, so twenty-two. Twenty-two. Um, you know this type of sword is generally referred to as being moon touched that's what people call it um it emanates light um when you want it to so if you grab the hilt and you're you squeeze it it gives off light in probably like a 15 foot radius ish okay um you look at the pole or the little staff that you are holding and you give it a, a nice little touch in the right spot. And you see it go from a one foot long piece of wood, shoot out to be a 10 foot long pole that you could use to like pole vault or as a weapon or whatever you do. I will, is this a long sword? Like a big, not a short sword, like I already have. It's a long, it's any type, so I didn't go too deep into what type of sword, but it's whatever kind of sword that you would prefer, it is that sword. Okay. I will take the long sword, the moon touch sword, and I will give you, our healer, the pole. pole. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, Cornhole, add a moon touched great sword to your inventory. And I will have the pole. It's called a pole of collapsing. Um, okay. The the loot seems to be distributed. Uh, would we like to climb up the ladder? I well, Clamp wants to hot box the now. Oh, that's right. Clamp would like to hot box murder yes. Cook the cougar. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. So I, I was thinking. Can we? That gives me an idea. Can we take some cougar meat for later? Sure. You you trim off some cougar meat. Perfect. Yay. Add that to inventory. Add that to add, your inventory. Add that, add that to 
adding to inventory. So I, I would like to, because this cougar den is fairly long. Uh, okay. 15 feet. It's it's pretty deep. Yeah. Pretty deep. So I, I need it to be smaller than that. So I'm thinking, can I like break off like part, is it like concrete all the way around or is it like dirt? Like how is the tunnel shaped on like the roof part? Of it? Uh, at this part, it's dirt. It's dirt. So, okay. so it was like they wanted to keep going with the sewer tunnel, but they stopped um, building. You know what I mean? So it's like stone at the entrance, dirt deeper in like a dome shape to the end okay well i'm gonna grab some of like the stone on the floor then and Mm -hmm. and slowly start building a wall behind the cougar you know brick by or stone by stone all the way Mm -hmm. up so so it builds a wall about i'd say three feet uh, in from the entrance of the cave and then i place the cougar laying horizontally, so it's all the way across the uh, the like the width of the the, sure. the entrance. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I take more stone and slowly, stone by stone, build it all the way up until there's one little piece that's missing <laughs> on the top corner, and then I just slowly stick a hand down up 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 in there and force lightning, just a quick <laughs> little blast, blast. And I can hear the what's left of the cougar, the flesh sizzling, sizzling, and then mm-hmm. that puts a smile upon my face, and I place <laughs> the last stone on there to hot box this poor cougar. You're slow cooking it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Texas style, if you will. Oh God. <laughs> Pierre looks at you with his arms crossed, and he just shakes his head. Very confused at what seems to be your mental disorder of destroying <laughs> and defiling. Okay, thing. we're gonna have a little. So we're getting it's it's about an hour mark. So we're gonna wrap up shortly. But I would like to have a conversation. Oh no, per- perfectly, buddy. Like this is timed out to what I was wanting. It, it to do. does. But I would like to have a conversation with Pierre because I saw the look mm-hmm. he gave me. Okay. And now Pierre, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing. My my people. Mm-hmm. Come, uh, come from a very long, you know, prestigious past, but we have been mm-hmm. shit on over and over. So you, you gotta have fun. Your, your, your culture is shown through strength. I yes, understand. Yes, Clint. yes. You have to have, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily strength. It's to have a little fun, bring a little levity to the situation. You know, everything can't be super serious. I feel that Pierre is a very serious person. Uh, if I didn't respect your culture, I wouldn't be here. Um, but your and my idea of fun seems to be off. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Can we? Can we? Can we go? Can we go up this ladder? I'm sick of smelling like absolute shit." Yes, it's fine. It's fine, <laughs> Pierre. Oh, Pierre doesn't like to stink. Uh, hey, I haven't busted out the fake French accent. I was really <laughs> thinking about it, of going full, like, obnoxious French bad accent. Uh, Cornelius, are you cool to go up the ladder? I am very cool to go up the ladder. I have my meat, and I have my pelt. I am happy. Okay. We all climb up this ladder. Um, remove the manhole cover at the top. And it puts us kind of into, like, a, a utility room, right? So it's, it's a maybe... Uh, 10 by 10 room, pretty small, 
but it's like a utility room. There's a door. Um, do you want to open it? Do you want to take a rest here? I think we're going to take a rest here. That's, I, I agree. I think, yes. I think that's a so, good jumping so off point. Pierre, Pierre looks at Clamp and Cornelius, and he says, I don't know about you. I need to chill for a second because we've been in that nasty sewer. I finally have some fresh air coming out from this, like the bottom of the door. It smells kind of nice. I just kind of want to like chill until we can regather and then move on. Maybe we go our separate ways. I don't know yet. I don't know what lies beyond that door, but I would like to just like chill and regather. Sounds good to me. Sounds sounds good. Okay. Well, guys, we just leveled up. Okay. Little peek behind the curtain. We had a little small meeting before the show started of kind of what what we're gonna do as far as leveling up, um, of picking new style, like fighting styles for cornhole and spells. JC gets new spells. I get new spells. So, who would like to kick us off? You want me to start? Yes, you can start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Pierre, um, for those that don't know, is a druid. Um, and druids are very in touch with nature and this and all that stuff. Um, at level two, druids get to pick a wild form, which uh, a wild like that they get to turn into. So, like a wild form is like a beast. Um, I'm choosing a black bear, so Pierre can turn into a black bear whenever he feels like he wants to turn into a black bear, and vice versa. So, if he turns into a black bear, he also has the abilities of a black bear, so he can run up and maul people like a black bear would. Um, I also get to add a spell. Not very exciting. I added a spell you don't care about. Um, I also get to pick a, a druid circle. It's kind of like my druid religion. So I picked a, it's called the circle of the moon, the druid circle of the moon. And I get, if I'm in combat, I get to switch to an animal form as a bonus. I don't have to spend my whole turn switching from an animal either to or from. So I can go back and forth basically at will during combat. Um, And I can also be a stronger animal if I feel like changing into that instead of a bear form. So there's that. Um, Who would like to go next? Cornhole, you want to go next? Sure, I'll I'll finish. I'll start. I'll go in the middle there. Um, So if you don't know Cornelius, he is a half-elf, half-human. And he added... um, What kind of class is he? Class common. Is that he's a ranger? That he's a ranger. He's a ranger. Ranger. Okay. Ranger. Sorry. So I added um, an attack of archery. Fighting style. He gets to pick a fighting, fighting style. style. He chose archery. Fighting. Archery. And I added two spells. One is uh, cure wounds, so I get to heal my friends or anybody I deem worthy. And Yourself then second, also. And then second spell is hail of thorns, which basically means. The thing I use to attack, whether it be my bow or my sword, uh, is followed along with a hail of thorns um, that uh, that attack the thing I have deemed needs to die. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like uh, I'm visualizing like Cornelius swinging a sword, and like a wall of thorns is following his sword. Like that's pretty cool. Um, JC, what about you? You got to pick a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I got a whole cl- Clamper's got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so for my spell, 
uh, I did, uh, what is it? Arms of, uh, Hadar, Hadar, arms of, I think. Yeah. Let's go ar- arms of arms of Hadar. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, tentacles of dark energy, uh, come out of, of me and strike everyone within five feet of you, of me. Um, so yeah, that's that. And then for my, uh, other ones that I got to pick, uh, I did armor of shadows, uh, so I can cast uh, mage armor without using a spell slot. Pretty much whenever you want. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, stand sight, devil sight. I can see through dark, which is nice because I'm the only one that can't naturally see through the dark like the other yeah. two. Now we can kind of cruise through dark forests and whatever without having to light torches. Gives us a little bit of stealth. Yes, indeed. Now nice in the future. Is this where we update our um, hit points? Now you can update. Yes, you can update your character sheet. Like I said, so you update your hit points. And Uh, you had me at twenty-two because I was. Yes, you will. You will be at twenty-two, and we're we're taking a long rest in this utility shed. Like we're gonna take. Like we're gonna go to sleep. Like you know what I mean. Like take a big long break before we move on with our next phase of what we're doing. So we get all our spells back, all our HP back. It's kind of like a, a hard reset. If that um, now, there's two numbers here in my maximum hit points. Mm-hmm. The first number is what it is, and the second number, I'm guessing, is what I have left. Right, so with this long rest, both will be 22. And JC, yours will be 17. Sweet. Yeah, and that I think that's where we're going to leave off for, for Quack Talk D&D this week. Yeah. Um, find out next time if we keep the party together or we go our separate ways i don't know clamper doesn't seem to be uh very keen on either me or cornelius so far so it's true never know you never never know maybe i'll go my own separate way or maybe i'll pick a side you'll have to wait well and and we don't know what's behind that utility door are we in everburn are we further out did we go the wrong way where are we (laughs) not that we have a direction where we're going like we don't even know where we're going we're just trying to get out of prison yeah I think I think next time you'll probably find out what Ooh. we're going to be doing Ooh. for yeah. the long haul. Okay, I don't know. I, agree. I, I might I'm be excited. the guy running the game. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm very much ready for this. All right, all right. So that's been it for uh, Quack Talks V and D. Hope you enjoyed this little spinoff here where we're doing this. I certainly have. I'm um, having a good so, time. It's fun, guys. So um, stick around, and we'll have more of these to come and. Uh, hope you enjoy this segment or this uh, little, like I said. But side uh, pro- as always, side project, I think, is what we're going to call yeah, it. Yeah, pop side up side project. project. But um, until next time, go ducks. Go ducks. Go ducks. All right, welcome back to the Quack Talk Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to call it special. Yes. How's that? How's that? That's, that's fine, um, fine by me, Devin. I'm your, <laughs> I'm your dungeon master, also elf druid, uh, Devin. And as always, I have with me the. Half elf slash secret gnome ranger. Yes, David. Yes. <laughs> and as long got... as, as as long as I get to bust out some gnome powers later on, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> and I've got the dragonborn warlock JC. How's it going today, guys? <laughs> good. How about you, David? Could, could be good. better. Could be better. <laughs> yes, but I'm slightly good. better. Yes, yes, yes. Rob was very worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> he he messaged me. I'm like, ah, hey, he's fine. Go ahead, Devin. Yeah. Um. If the if the tree was like two feet taller, we would have had a problem because yes. it would have been in my bathroom. Yeah. But <laughs> as it is, um, 
just a little piece of the house ripped off the side, and then they almost started a fire today with a live electrical wire. Just, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, usual stuff. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, never. Seriously, this wind needs to go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, not bad out here anymore. It's fine out here. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're just, we just, I think uh, just us and Cam's are getting like gusts and yeah. stuff, so. Yeah. Usual. Yep. Well, as normal, like every quack talk, what are we drinking, guys? Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. Now you see, Cornhole, that's how it's done. That's how it's done for, you know, when, when this, this, this is, isn't going to air for about a month or so. But <laughs> for the people that have already listened to pop-up number 12, uh, Corny gets confused and doesn't want to uh, start with beers. Well, he just gets excited. He does. He's, he gets an excited get, little fella. Uh, I do get excited, and I've been doing it for almost two years now, so <laughs> it, it can get a bit tedious to remember exactly how JC, a.k.a. the producer, likes it in Crote. I so mean, it's, it's, I, it's, for, the, it's forgive like... Forgive me, I am not 100% all the time. It's literally like the only rule of the sh- of the of the show <laughs> you start with beers that's literally like the only thing that's like set in stone <laughs> and, uh i am drinking and I, a, a, a gigantic uh boom pow hazy ipa boom pow it's oh not, that's got the cool uh logo or uh label on it right yeah well i mean all gigantic has a yeah, it's know, very cool uh, comic logo yeah yeah it's a giant uh uh, what would you call that? Just like a comical uh, cannonball sort of explosive. Yeah, like what? Some... Classic Superman. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, with uh, you know some sunglasses and some boxing gloves on. So yeah, not cool. bad, not bad. Yeah, Gigantic's gotten better over the years, I would say. They really have over yeah. the past. I'd probably say two ish years. Mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised with uh, their hazies. They've yeah. been, they've been coming out with some damn good hazies. Uh, what about you, Devin? What are you drinking? Well, it's funny that like me and JC are such big craft guys, but I never am like drinking craft beer. It seems like on this podcast. Well, I mean, it's also a running <laughs> bit. Also, that I'm always drinking seltzer. <laughs> I'm drinking a Coors Banquet. There you the go. Banquet the ban- have you tried the Banquet seltzer yet? No, I have not. Okay. Okay. Um, well, have you had it yet? Well, uh, it is I mean, the uh, other guys. Of course, I've had it. Uh, <laughs> I had the test batch. It just came out uh, a week ago, week and a half ago. Uh, I had the test batch about four or five months ago, and not good. Like dump out after a sip. Bad. Oh wow! Dump uh, out bad. Yeah, and so it's got they they tweaked it and it's better. Um, still not great. It's no. Bud Light Seltzer, it's no White Claw, it's no Truly. It'll be, you know, even some of like the... I was going to say Corona, worse than Corona? Yes, worse than Corona. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, and Corona, that's that's saying something. Corona has some rough yeah. ones. Uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good yes. to know. And, and I laugh, and, and like I said, I've told, you know, the enemy that I will support it if they start running commercials with Sam Elliott, and he calls it the Banquet <laughs> Seltzer. Yes, because it's not, it's not Coors Light. It's Coors it's Seltzer. Right. So right. You, know, you have to call it the Banquet Seltzer because Coors is you the do. Banquet Beer. <laughs> so, like, like I said, if they do an ad campaign with that, I'm all in. Even though they're the enemy and it's not good, I'm all in. 
<laughs> if you call it the banquet seltzer with the legend Sam Elliott and his mm -hmm. glorious mustache, I'm in. I'm in. Cornhole, what are you drinking? I'm a delete. I'm drinking, like Devin said, a very good citrus or citra crush from mm -hmm. Rubens. Mm -hmm. The best hop out there, yes. citra. Yes, and it's a part of their crush series, which is it's delicious. Yes. It's delicious, Cornhole. Do they, so they have other flavors? I'm guessing they feature different hops would be yeah. the guess. Yeah, yeah. They, they do different ones, and you can get, you know, single, you know, a normal IPA or a double crush or a triple crush. Like, that was... This uh, is a hazy IPA. Yeah. Uh, that's where JC got into a little bit of trouble the first time up at uh, Rubens. After uh, Pumpkin Fest. <laughs> I and, remember this yeah, story. After, <laughs> after, let's see, first I went to Red Hook, had a couple beverages, then I went to Pumpkin Fest and drank for free for four hours. or five hours, just getting wrecked. And then decided, hey, I've never been to Rubens. Let's go to Rubens. It's not that far away. And they had like 40 beers on tap, and they were all hazies, and they were all sounding amazing. So I literally had like five ounces of every single one and got <laughs> booed. When I walked in, because I was wearing a duck jacket, and it was during football season up in Seattle, so the Husky game was on, and I didn't hear that because I was already hammered. <laughs> and, yeah, I ended up passing out by 9 o'clock at night in my hotel room. Atta boy. Yeah, Atta boy. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, Ubering had... or walking the whole time, let us know. Uh... I mean, you wouldn't remember the back half, but I'm pretty sure you told me the story, and they were, like, Ubering you along. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I I, I, it was either that or Rachel was driving. Right. Because right. we picked a hotel. Point is, you're not, you were not driving. Yes, I was not. Uh, <laughs> I think we picked a hotel that was kind of, um, you know, located kind of in the middle of all the places we were supposed to be that weekend. So I think we walked to a couple places and then, yeah, either Ubered or she drove. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But it was, it was fun. It was, it was a glorious time up there. Well, when, when the world goes back to normal someday, if we ever do, pumpkin yeah. fest. Yes, yes, I can get us hooked up there. It's yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun. And I'm not a big pumpkin guy. Black Talk does pumpkin fest. Oh, I would love to see Cornhole up there. And just getting <laughs> just just toasted. Back, spitting um, on people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling huskies. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, that's where... Uh, I, I, I hooked Nick Cody up last time we were, when I went to the Pumpkin Fest. Him and his oh, then nice. girlfriend at the time, they've broken up uh, since then. But, yeah, he, he wanted he wanted to go. So hooked nice, ho hooked nice. him up with some free. Friend of the show. Yes, friend of the show. Free uh, free tickets and free, free drinks in there. All right, guys. Well, and that's enough beer talk for today, I think. Should we hop into what happened so far in our adventure? Yes. yes let's give yes. a rundown of that. All right. Well. For the hopefully you haven't been just jumping into this episode, but if you have, this is where we're at. Or if you just need a refresher, um, well, we began our journey waking up in separate jail cells. After a few sexual offers later, mm. uh, Cornhole managed to get us all out. Got the keys. We escaped through the sewers. Uh, when we went down into the sewer, we encountered some nutria of extraordinary size, and dispatched them rather quickly. JC took a shit in their nest. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> oh, sorry, Clamper yes, took a clamp, shit clamper. in their nest. Um, using the map that Pierre and Cornelius found, we managed to find the way to the exit, where 
Cornelius successfully snuck up and almost murdered the cougar with one shot to the head. After dispatching the cougar fully, JC then burns the cougar. What was it? A still in a stone box? It was, a, it, was it was a hot box. You know, a hot box. Yeah, yeah, something a where hot, a very hot box. Yes, a very hot box. Uh, to where if the cougar had uh, parents, uh, the 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 cougar's parents would not be happy with me putting <laughs> their son or daughter. We don't know the the sex of the cougar in a in a very you know very small shack like uh, device and and just leaving them in there for a while. Like I said on the episode, a little, a little on the nose. <laughs> and well, after the hot boxing incident, we found ourselves climbing up the ladder out of the sewers where we took a much needed rest mm-hmm. in a what we assume is a maintenance shed because there seems to just be like tools and brooms around. Okay. Did I miss anything major? Mm, no, I don't think so. I, well, I did take, I did, uh, I did put a, a, a Nutria skull on top of the mound of shit I took. Oh, that's true. Um, you did. You know, you did. just a cherry and on I top. And I took, I took all the leash or uh, collars and yes. have them like bracelets. Yes. yes, we do have some, uh, gold, if I remember correctly. Yep, we got some gold, 25 um, gold. gold. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cornelius Each. has a few, um, pe- uh, some cougar meat yep. in his, in his, uh, he, in his he got a new sword. Yes. You yes. got a new cloak that helps with your armor. Yes. And I have an extendy pole. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I was hoping you'd say I got a new staff so we could have that double innuendo, but no, extendy pole. Extendy pole. <laughs> From average to long, Cornel. Yes. Is that what you wanted? Yes. <laughs> Innuendos will be a flying, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else before we get started? Any questions? No. Clarification? No. JC, no. Nope. I think I think that's oh, we just did, about it. We did level up. We did. We, have to we did. Level oh yes, up. we did level up um, after we killed the cougar, correct? Yes. Yes. So we are all level two now. Yes. Cornhole um, is a le- level two no. I believe I edit, I edited all your stuff, so I have up to date stuff. Sweet. Fire that off, you know, our way when you after this. Okay. Or okay. you could be a human being and edit it yourself. No. He sent you. No. No. That's not how. No. I'll shoot it off here. Do, I do think. Okay, we open with Pierre, Clamper, and Cornelius. And and they're all waking up in this small maintenance room. They're not really sure how long they've been asleep. Uh, but they felt the need to recuperate after the shenanigans down in the sewer before they got moving again. Uh, if you, they all look around the room, there's a very small space that we came out of with the ladder going down. And at the other end of the room, there is a door, which we assume is to, to go out. So... Are we all? Are we going out the door? I guess. Yes. No. Let's live in this shed for the rest of our lives. Let's go back in the sewer. Yes. Get the bones of the cougar. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. So we all walk out the door, and we all now realize that we had no sense of time, or how long we've been in there, because it is early evening. Mm. Okay. Not the deep of night. I'd say like the bustling time of the night. You see people wandering the street. Um, to and fro. The uh, can I get a perception from from you guys? Oh yes, yes. That's just a re- that's just that a regular D twenty. D twenty plus yeah. Your if you have proficiency, I'll look. I believe I do. I don't you? Think I think does. you do. Yeah. Ooh, eighteen. I got it. I got an eighteen as well. Attitude. So, I think you have eighteen plus three. Three. Yeah, eighteen plus. Actually, I think you have plus five because you have proficiency. So a twenty, a, a big enough. Let's just say. 
So you see us come out of that room and we emerge on this like light brown dirt road that runs from left to right or right to left, however you want to imagine it in your head. Um, relatively large buildings of a similar brown color in the style of like an ancient Middle Eastern architecture, right? So big archways, tan, kind of um, flat siding, I guess, like rudimentary brickwork. Uh, you see a general bustle of people up and down the street. I say people, and I actually mean dragon, different dragonborn of all colors, spatterings of humans, elves, couple dwarves, not very common, but you see a couple. Um, to the left, you see the road continue pretty far, and off in the distance you see a huge, white, palatial-looking building with an enormous like gold dome at the top. Um, barely making out on the on the columns, you can see purple banners, which you assume is the purple and gold banner with the husky head in the, the middle sigil of the Dogrith clan that we have come across in the jail. There seems to be a small crowd gathering at the base of the steps, off in the distance. To the right, you see, and this is where most of the flow of the people are going, to your right, you see a congregation of people standing outside of a big uh, Coliseum Stadium-looking building. Um, uh, one building before, you see a giant illuminated vertical sign, illuminated with, like, candles and, and whatnot, that reads, Ringside Tavern and Casino. And you see many people walking uh, to the right of us um, with tickets in their hand. Well, I know where JC wants to go. <laughs> Sorry, I know where Clamp wants to go. Um, I want... Cornelius would like to go check out the Coliseum and see what's going on there. Um, yeah. But if we need to make a stop at the, at the <laughs> pub or tavern or casino to... To quench the thirst of Clampert's alcoholism, <laughs> then we can do that as well. Well, Pierre, Pierre looks at both of you, and and he says, you know, the the Nutria snack was kind of nice. I kind of stole some from you, Cornelius. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I would really kill for a beer also right now. Okay, uh, now I, as much as I I want to go to the tavern, uh -huh. I want to go to the Coliseum first. Okay. And get that out of, just so our little gnome friend can get his, mm -hmm. you know, curiosity filled and see what's going on in there. And okay. then we hunker down in the tavern. And they yeah. could have Gladiator Games Cornhole Edition, and I just come <laughs> out there and smoke it. Okay. So you want to go check out the casino first? Yeah. Like, or not the casino, the uh, Coliseum? Yes. To yes see what's yes, kind of yes, going yes, on over there? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So we walk down the road towards, towards, the Coliseum and towards ringside and we pass ringside where um, only like a small percentage of the crowd that's walking towards the Coliseum is breaking off into ringside. Um, is there a line? No. To get into ringside? No, no it is huge. No it is line. a huge, huge, huge tavern and casino. Hmm. But there's no... It is a big building. There's no line to get into ringside. No, no not, not not today. It must be the wrong time. Ah. We must have missed the waiting period. Okay. It's <laughs> a little inside show joke for everybody. Yeah, which we never know when the waiting period is over. Yes. But there always seems to be a line. <laughs> um, the roof, oh, sorry, not the roof. The Coliseum in front of you, there's 
winds spreading all it's like a circular-ish building like most stadiums right around the curb you see multiple entrances the one closest to you you look above and there's a sign that says um gladiator pit tonight okay what do we what what else would you like to know (laughs) did you want to keep going and go talk to somebody would you like to is that all you needed to figure out? What would you like to do? I want to see... I want to either either participate or watch the gladiator pit. Okay. Yeah. So you want to go like up to the desk and, and get more information? Go to will call, yes. if you will? Yes. Okay. There's no will call, but we go up to what looks like an information desk. And there's a small dwarven woman sitting there. Not looking so excited to be there. But she looks up and looks at uh, the odd band of the three of us and asks, may I help you? Yes. What is the gladiator pit? Oh, you must not be from around here, sir. No. Okay. Well, the, the gladiator pit happens every every Saturday night. Um, it's kind of a big deal. Like, we don't pit, like, slaves against each other, like weird people up in the north do but we uh we have kind of a league of of people that fight they don't fight to the death typically once a month we have a fight to the death but tonight's not that night okay okay Uh, clamp you can you can did did you want tickets or something i don't i don't know what what you want uh uh, well i mean i'm we're 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 here for you corny uh what do you want do you want to do you want to get some tickets well you're you're our dragonborn. I kind of want to see Clamp win, win the the gladiator pit. Are you saying this out loud? Yes. She looks at you and says, "Oh, you really aren't from here. I thought you were joking." Uh, no, you have to sign up for gladiator. You have to train for years to get into the gladiator Absolutely. pit, or at least sign up months in advance. Okay. Well, then let's just watch some 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 gladiators. Oh, oh, we, you're looking for a ticket? Well. We're, we're sold out right now, so unless you want to go buy one off someone, um, or next door at the ringside, the if you go upstairs, you can look down into the pit uh, for a small fee and sit in their living room. Great. Sounds perfect. Let's do that. I'm I'm not paying buying it off. I'm not scalping a ticket. Um, oh, really? Because you kind of look like someone who would stand outside a stadium and scalp tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have, 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 you, have you never done that before, Corn, Cornelius? I, ha- I have done that before. <laughs> and it's not fun. So you're, not... You're, talking, you're talking to the guy who got locked up for cheating. Of course he scalps tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, can I get a beer now? Can I get a beer now? Yes. Uh, Cornelius, okay. so we can... We can, the bar. We can go to the ring, yes. Ringside yes. is the bar, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so so Cornelius can go hump up against the glass windows and yeah. stare. Yeah, watch. Yeah, and stare down into, into, the, into the gladiator pit while uh, myself and Pierre go get ourselves a, an adult beverage. As mm-hmm. long as you guys don't kill each other first, that's fine. Well, and remember, it, it, it says tavern and casino. If we want to play games, I'm down as well. Damn right. Great. Let's go to the casino. <laughs> all right, have a nice day now, she says, as you, we all turn away and go towards Ringside. So now, as I said, Ringside is a, a large building, and, and what she was saying is correct. It is connected on one end of the stadium um, 
and you can you look up and you see the small slit where one might watch the festivities from that building. Um, we go to the main entrance, no line, um, and we and we walk into ringside. It is like I said, a huge building. I'd say it's maybe two to three stories high and like roof wise. It is a very large indoor building, and there's bustling and noises, cheering, booing, beers clanking. Um, someone give me a perception roll real quick. Oh, I have the plus five, so you do. I'll, I'll roll. And I got 17, so 22. 22, perfect. Okay, so you walk in. Um, you see three signs. There's three forks, uh, the way this is built. The middle aisleway is labeled casino, and you can see that it leads just straight through the casino floor. You see various games being played with cards, dice, of things of that nature. You see a sign to the right that says main restaurant. Now, you aren't sure if this leads to the Coliseum. It's in the other direction, so you're assuming not. And then the left sign says sports betting in the direction of the Coliseum. Now, at this point, there are three of us, and we can split off and do our own thing, and I will do my best to bounce around. I wouldn't recommend it in a podcast form, but you, you we can make that choice if you would like to make that choice. I okay. didn't I didn't hear a bar, or am I just to assume the bar? You, you assume that you'll find a bar almost anywhere. It is a casino. Okay. Um... I... I wager, this is what I say we should do, is use my cheating abilities to go win some gold in the casino while you two can drink and do. Um, I like, I like, I semi-like that idea, Cornelius. Mm -hmm. Um, you do have to remember where we started from. Correct. So, obviously... You're not the Michael Jordan of the cheating. <laughs> maybe I'm not the Michael Jordan at cheating at Cornhole, but maybe Cornhole, does, Michael... Cornhole is trained in deception and performance. But if you maybe I to am... attempt to cheat during a but game. But you got maybe, maybe, maybe I am the Michael Jordan at counting cards. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think so, Cornelius. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind splitting up but in a much easier way to where we go into wherever cornelius wants to go and then i just go and pierre just go to the nearest bar and we sit down for a drink or two while cornelius does his thing but uh, but it's like uh, but we're in we're in um like uh, a, a site of whatever table Cornelius chooses, and we can kind of somewhat hear what's going on, even though you know it, it will be muffled due to you know a, a busy casino with the, sure. the, the noises. Well, Pierre grabs uh, an obvious worker at ringside. He's wearing a very fancy vest um, and a red shirt because that's what people would wear at a place like ringside, right? Yes. yes. Um, and he goes, "Hey." Where's the nearest bar that we could also watch our friend play games? Uh, he goes, um, well, you could have just asked me 
instead of grabbing me, but it's <laughs> there's there's a there's a bar at the edge of the sports betting area, and there's dice and card games adjacent to to that. All right, that's, great. That sounds like a plan. Great, great. Thanks for um, letting me go. Now I'm gonna go talk to my manager. <laughs> <laughs> so now should I kill him so he doesn't um, speak to the manager? I mean, you can. <laughs> Remember, we are in a very busy casino where we were already breaking out of jail. I was going to say, you get mad at me for suggesting I count cards and you want to kill somebody in public. Okay? Hey, 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 he said he's going to the manager. I just, hey, just want to stop Hey, him. this is your story. You can yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to stop that. You know, maybe just, you know, nice little stealth John Wick style. You know, we, we go put him in a uh, chair somewhere. He's slumped over with, you know. He's asleep on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For hating Pierre, you sure wanted to defend him really fast. Hey, I want to protect us. If we're we, we are criminals, Cornelius. If he goes against his manager, and we're in an, an, an establishment of a clan or tribe, if you will, that had already previously locked us up, yeah, eh, that might not be good. Like we may have you know, wanted posters somewhere that we don't know about. And this manager may have, you know, seen them. You got to think the big picture, Cornelius, big picture here. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to kill him just because I don't think uh, my 7-7 seven, seven self can, you know, quietly uh, kill. Do so. Yeah. So I'm going to let him go and just hope that, uh, you know, the manager's too busy to sure. to. to, to go talk to us or whatever because it was, it was I, I, yeah, I, I doubt this is uh pierre talking to to both of you i doubt he would where anything's coming of this there's too many people in here although clamp you are seven yeah, exactly you know i do kind of <laughs> stick out <laughs> all right well with sports, that, I sports think bar it is yes sports bar it is yes okay let's start walking in the left direction to the sports betting section of the casino um you see the bar that this this uh worker happily informed us of and there are games across uh, mostly dice games on the side so he is sort of a liar um and then uh past the bar you can go into the lower sports lounge is what it looks like and there are on the, along the wall there is a huge sign that says sports on one side, rhino races on the other side. And there are two attendants sitting at the bottom, which you would presume would take sports bets or rhino racing bets. Now, are we going to the bar, into the lounge, or are we going to play dice games? Can we carry our drinks to rhino racing? Yes. Great, because I want to play some bets on the rhinos. Okay, Pierre says, good choice, my friend. I like betting on the rhino races as well so i cornelius walk mm -hmm. up to the bar mm -hmm. and order their finest ale mm -hmm. and immediately carry it back to the booth that says rhino races okay so jay or clamp are you following along with this yes are you getting a beverage and going to the rhino racing as well uh, okay. yes 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 okay how well, many Cornel gold do i how many gold gold do i have uh it's so small that i'm not i'll mark it down but you're not gonna have to change your it's like two copper pieces 
Um, we don't we don't get hung up on rules like that in this cornhole. We don't we know how to oh, time great. for that. I do a, I, <laughs> if I do if we're buying big I, stuff, I will obviously charge you. Or if we bet, I will obviously keep a track of that. I I do have forty seven gold, by the way, in my. Okay. Okay. Um. So we all grab a drink. Jace or uh, Clamp, what did you grab? A just a just a the biggest pitcher of beer that small Cornelius has ever seen in his entire life. Small the, the, the small the small blonde elf bartender looks at you and she goes, "Do you need a glass, sir? Uh, <laughs> or are you gonna drink it?" I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna drink it right out of the pitcher. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Pierre looks at you and goes, "Oh, I was gonna share, but I will do the same. But I need a glass." <laughs> well, you're you're not seven seven, Pierre. <laughs> so we all grab our drinks, go sit down in the lounge. Um, Pierre's not gonna get up and bet the race quite yet. So Cornell, are you gonna get up and and go talk to yes, the attendant? I will go up and talk to the attendant right now. Okay. So I walk up and say. What wins your next race? Okay, you see a, a dragonborn male across from you, um, red scales, so he's not an enemy of yours, so you would think. Um, he looks at you and goes, well, what did you ask, sir? I wasn't paying attention. Well, dum-dum, oh. I asked you when your next race was. Oh, um, the next race will be starting in about five to ten minutes. Who's the would favorite? You, would you like a Would you like a list of the of the rhinos, sir? I I would like a list of the rhinos. Yes. Okay. Who's the favorite? Um, the favorite is, uh, tonight is Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> would you like the full list, sir? Sure. Uh, here here because you you don't get to inspect the rhinos um, it's all even even betting it's it's if you are able to guess the winner it's eight to one payoff does that, does that sound right sir sounds perfectly fine to me here's uh five gold pieces share mm. on, on Gerald you didn't you don't even want to listen to Ooh. the other names sir I think you should listen to the other okay, names all right. For you. all right let's listen to the other names I might follow them over with one very wise um uh, in the first lane, we have Bunny Killer. Okay. Second lane, Puff, the Magic Rhino. Ooh. Okay. Uh, in in lane three, we have Rhino McRhino Face. Okay. Uh, lane four, Hard Charge. Number five, Overweight Unicorn. Uh, in lane six, we've got Ryan Ho. And. Seven, we have Thunder Stomp, and then in lane eight is Gerald. You know what? I'm I look over to Clamp and ask who I should bet on. I'm leaning hard charge. I uh, Cornelius, I would go with Gerald. He's the okay. it's the only one that doesn't have a very ironic. Uh, rhino-y name. But <laughs> the only reason I'm not leaning Gerald is because he's on the wide lane, so he has the furthest to go to make it to the... But still, if he's still the favorite, 
that so it's just the starting lane he can yes. cut into the yes. inside once yes. they're out of the yes. starting gate okay but they, that should, right. that should well, then, tell you sure. something um yeah i just uh, i do like overweight unicorn um but again that's uh, a, a a rhino um name I would I would go with Gerald, man. There's some there's something about there's a reason why Gerald's Gerald. Alright. Pierre gets up. Pierre gets up and before Cornhole or before Cornelius is able to bet, Pierre walks in front of him, slams down five on Rhino, please. <laughs> Alright. I will take I will take five on Gerald and two on Rhino. I'm gonna hedge my bets. Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't mention, sir, if, if they get second, it is a two-to-one payout. If they get third, you get half your money back. Great. Great. So I get eight-to-one for first and two-to-one for second? That's a shit show, but okay. Take it up with the management, sir. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're already kind of in trouble with management. Oh, oh shut up, Cornelius. Because... <laughs> Because Pierre wanted to grab a guy. <laughs> hey, um, hey, just because he, he, says... he actually grabbed a guy, unlike you, Cornelius. Uh, uh, the the attendant looks at all three of you. Are you are you quite done? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so I know no, the the shenanigans the shenanigans <laughs> are just getting started. I don't know anything about clamp. Great. Well, I'm glad that you are are going to be out of my care soon okay to my right is the gladiator pit stairs you are not going to be taking those you are going to take the left stairs to the deck for rhino racing great have a Let's nice day go. Uh, great thank you so much hope you die in a fire have so a nice i day. walk <laughs> i <laughs> so i walk over and sit down to get a good view of the rhino races. Cool. We climb stairs. We're on a, you know, we don't have cool hats or mint juleps or anything. They're not handing those out today. So we do go up. We sit. We watch. The You see Gerald, lane eight, Rhino, lane six. It's very typical of, of horse racing in another world. Um, now, can I get each of you to roll a D8 for me? I got an eight. Six. Okay. So. The gun shoots. Or not a gun. Uh, a bell rings. <laughs> There's no guns. Bell rings. And the rhinos come charging out. You see Gerald and Ryan Ho take a good start. They're not right away behind. But you do see overweight unicorn fall by the wayside. They're probably not going to win this race. Um, oh, no. The racing continues. You see Puff fall behind. Bunny Killer fall behind. It's just Rhino McRhino face, Hard Charge, Rhino and Thunder Stomp coming around the third bend. You see Hard Charge fall behind, behind Rhino McRhino face. And we're left with Rhino McRhino face, Rhino and Thunder Stomp. And Gerald. And Gerald. 
we get close to the final stretch. You see Thundersop start to fall behind in the last sprint, and you see Ryan Ho cross first, Gerald Claros is second, and Rhino McRhino face crosses third. Great. Wow, you're you're so Pierre looks at you and goes, I told you. You glad I put glad I glad I put glad I put two on Rhino. That's true. That's true. Yeah, well you won both your bets technically. Yeah. Yeah, I just get I get four from or no, two to one for Gerald yep. and uh eight to one for Rhino. Mm-hmm. So you got twenty six total, it sounds like. Out of how much did I bet? Ten ten coin? Oh no, seven seven. Coin. That's seven. That's good. Those are good odds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain, I just used the numbers the predetermined order of who I was gonna count um for for second, third. I was Found it really funny that both of our bets made it in there. Okay. So we go down and want to get our winnings, I'm assuming? Sure. Yes. Okay. So Cornhole, grab your 26 gold, add that to your sheet. I would technically only add, since I bet 7, I would only add 19. Sure. Since we are doing Rhino Racing, sure. And then I will pocket... 40, no, 35, because I bet Reinho for first place. Okay. So we are back down in the lounge. Um, I'm assuming we need another drink. You see a different waitress than the bartender come around, more scantily clad than the last. Um, and she comes by the table and asks if we need any help. This sounds like a clamp situation here. Indeed. <laughs> I need another beverage. Another pitcher of beer. Uh, Pierre looks down at his, and he only has drank half the pitcher and just kind of shakes his head. What, 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 what? Another what? pitcher for my tiny friend. And then I, and then I take your pitcher <laughs> and just pound it. Down my mighty gullet. Pierre Midrink just kind of stares at you <laughs> and nods his head. I would also I would also like whatever that they're having. The tiniest of drinks for my no, young friend. No, no, no. <laughs> Give me The tiniest. This is uh, maybe of, is, of, of, is. of a green drink. Maybe of <laughs> of, of, of sour um no. Uh, yeah, make it a make it a Midori sour for my for my gnome friend well, here. This will be the Cornelius Power Hour, and I will take one a pitcher of whatever uh, ale. plant is having an ale, an ale. Okay, she goes. Anything else? No food. Any other services, sirs? What services? Ooh, well, do, that's, do, do, that, that's... Is, is there is there any? Uh, bites of mm, maybe of uh, from a cow, uh, some sort of steak bites, if you will. Of course, sir. Yes, I will. I will take a plate of steak bites. What other services are you referring to when you say other services? Well, 
I was mostly speaking to your dragon and elf ah. friend here, but um, <laughs> Cornelius. I suppose if the price was right, um, I could delve into the other menu if you get my drift. <laughs> delve into the other menu, please. Cornelius, you did just win. Uh, she just hands you a small booklet and walks away to get the other orders. Okay, I open this booklet, and what do I see? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cornelius, you dirty dog, you. Um, you look in the booklet, and you see akin to Las Vegas cards you find on the ground, mm -hmm. but in mm -hmm. various species and genders mm. as well. Okay. Ooh, ooh. For, for Cornelius has never been to Vegas, so please elaborate. Uh Oh no! Interspecies <laughs> okay. erotica, fuckface. It's it's scantily wow, clad, so scantily clad cool. humans with little tiny stars over their uh, naughty parts. Yes. And oh. in this world, since there are no telephones, it just gives you directions of the discreet attendant to go find these services. Perfect. <laughs> and also, Clamp, I'm gonna. You're at a ten. I need you at like a seven. Calm down. <laughs> All right. I he put keeps ordering on... pictures. I told him not to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put the booklet on the table and decide maybe after a few more pictures we'll see where this leaves. Pictures, a few more sips. <laughs> Clamp knows me too well. Um, yes. Okay. Anything you would like to do before I suggest something else? Remember, there's a whole other mess restaurant, and I'm assuming bar. There's cards and dice games. You can just talk to random people. Up to don't you. we need to wait? Don't we need to, do we have our pictures from the scantily clad waitress? Did she bring those back yet? By the time that we all have this conversation as characters of what to do next, yes, she comes back, winks at Clamp oh, oh. as, he, as oh. she drops the state fights and then leaves. Damn right she does. <laughs> Feeling inferior to Clamp. Cornelius slides him the booklet in case he would. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Cornelius. Thank you. I will save this for later. You two are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would like to go throw some dice. Is that something I've never done before? Um, yes, I've cheated at Cornel, and now I've won at the Rhino races. Let's see how I am at this dice thing okay so we go to the nearest dice table um pierre is not going to play so unless clamp wants to play it's just you and the dealer cornhole maybe a couple people off to the side next to you i i okay. i'm going to uh watch okay i, I want to maybe maybe i'll join uh, in, in, after a few rolls um or a few you know laps around uh the table but at first, I just want to observe Cornelius. So you, you walk up to the nearest dice table. The, the banner behind this uh, female dragonborn dealer in her spiffy red vest mm. um, accentuates her bright blue scales. Um, does, does she also wink at Clint? <laughs> no, Damn no, it. she does not. Um, it says Chuck-a-Luck behind mm. her. Hmm. And that is presumably the game you'll be playing. Great. So, How does one play 
Chuck-a-luck. Oh, glad you asked, sir. Um, so we have three dice on the table in front of me in this giant bird cage, I guess you could call it. Um, there's a crank on the side. And after you all place your bets, I will crank this birdcage three to four times. After the fire erupts out of the top, I will stop it and we will see what the dice have rolled. You can bet on any numbers one through six. And if a number lands on your numbers, you get paid one to one. If you get two of that number, you get two to one, three to one if all three. You can also bet on if you can get or if doubles happen, and that is a five-to-one payout. Great. I will take uh, three gold pieces, Okay. and I will place one on the number four, mm-hmm. I will place one on the number six, mm-hmm. and I will place one on the number two. And I will not put any number on doubles. Okay. Spending those three numbers. Okay. Any more bets? As she looks around the table, Pierre shakes his head as he's standing behind... Um, Cornelius, Clamp, what do you do? Nope. None for me, wench. (laughs) She kind of (laughs) grumbles a grunt at that remark and grabs the handle of the birdcage and spins it once, twice, three times, four times, and you see a little blue flame come emanating out of the top. And a two a two and a six are shown so cornhole gets two plus his four back so he gets his three gold pieces back wait i thought i thought if i hit two that's uh two to one so i should get four gold pieces for those two and my i should get five pieces back for the three so you got two yep Two to one odds on a one is two. Okay. One to one on a four. I didn't hit the four. I didn't hit the four. Okay, perfect. All right. I quickly decide this is not the game for Cornelius. (laughs) Okay. And I uh, throw a tip down of one gold piece for my rude friend to comment such a mean thing. (laughs) I I throw a one gold piece tip down for the dealer. And give her the my slyest of smiles and winks. <laughs> and and she, go ahead, Clem. Uh, as we walk away, I want to mutter to where we all hear it, including <laughs> the uh, the dice wench. Yes, the dice wench. Uh, <laughs> that I'd give her a bigger tip, Cornelius. <laughs> And then a little, a little, a little, a little nudge, nudge. Wow! You hear an audible sigh <laughs> as you walk away from the table. I believe, I believe you also hear an audible eye roll as well. That's how they give an eye roll. Oh man! Okay, where are we walking to, fellas? Well, how are we doing on our pitchers, there, Clamp? Uh, I, I, I have finished mine, of course. And uh, you're you're still about you know two sips into yours, um, no, nursing no, it, that's nursing stop. it like a like a mother nurses a baby. Um, so yeah, I think I think I at least need another one. What about you, uh, Pierre? Pierre is 
double fisting his pitcher and his glass, and Excellent. he's running at about quarter left. And he goes, yeah, okay. it's probably time, as his voice is noticeably starting to slur more. <laughs> his body weight is much less than that of Clamps. Damn right it is. Feel, feeling inadequate to both of you, as per the usual, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I quickly chug to about Maybe I catch up to Pierre. I'm a little bit above Pierre. So you I chug, also... And then I pour the... As you're chugging, I keep pouring it into your glass somehow. Like with my pitcher. <laughs> I maneuver it so that I'm refilling as you chug. Great. Even better. <laughs> so once I realize Pierre is doing this, I am spurred on by even more determination to show myself <laughs> a worthy drinker. And I finish my pitcher and whatever That's Pierre has decided to pour into mine. So then how, how many drinks have we all had then? Because I'd I've say had... if we start doing activities, we are going to have to have disadvantage on everything that we do for being drunk. <laughs> uh, Clint, probably not yet, but me and Cornelius are getting close. Yes, I've had I've had my one pitcher plus whatever you decide you poured into mine. If that's and I've, had, I've had one and three quarters then. Great. So well, no, I've had Clamp... I've had about the same as you because Clamp drank part of yes. my other one. Yes, and I've, we're I've, about okay. I've had two and, and two, two and some change. plus whatever. Yeah, I, and I'd say his tolerance is probably three times as great as ours yes. for just and sheer body. Yes, and yeah. debauchery, of course. <laughs> yes, and tolerance. Um. All right, so I very much start to feel the effects of this great drink, and I reach into Clamp's knapsack. And pull out the booklet I handed him. <laughs> you dirty oh, dog, you. And decide to find the hottest uh, escort, I guess you could call her. Lady of the Night. Yeah. Lady her, of the yeah. Night. Sure. Yeah, we are. We, hey, hey, hey. We, we don't, don't, we, we, we don't, yeah, we don't discriminate. Yeah. You do, you, Cornelius. Not, not that there's anything wrong with No, that. of course not. But. My father wasn't gay, however, um, so I am thusly not gay. So is that, I am going to find. Is, oh. is, 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 is that how that works? <laughs> so I am going to find a beautiful lady of the night, and you know what? I'm kind of leading Dragonborn here. Ooh, okay, 40s into it. Yeah. Okay, so you you open up the booklet, and the directions say. Um, to go to the back corner, back left corner, if you're like looking from the entrance, um, and you will see a dwarf attendant in a different colored vest, slightly different. It is black with red stripes, and that is to be the marker for these discreet services. So I stumble my way, and mm-hmm. for those of you that have seen me at tailgates, you know this stumble. Stumble my way to the black vest with the red stripe dwarf mm-hmm. and ask uh, them what the prices are. Okay. So this this small, well, he's not small. He is a wide built dwarven male. He looks at you and he says, wow, easy, man. Like, I just needed you to ask and we'll take you back there. The prices are all back there. Fantastic. Like you don't, I don't need you airing this stuff like way out in the open, man. Jesus, just the, the dog was go, just let's... the dog was just came into power. They could shut us down, man. 
right, 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 little guy, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Okay, so uh, Pierre is like, uh, no way, man. <laughs> I'm standing over here. <laughs> so Pierre kind of like hovers near the nearest like dice or card table. Uh, Clamp, what are you doing while all this is happening? Uh, I, I, I have taken the book from <laughs> uh, Cornelius, uh -huh. flipped through it, perused, if you will, and then I have put it back into a satchel and I'm standing next to you. <laughs> saving it for later? Yeah, saving it for later and I'm standing next to you, Pierre. Okay. Okay, so uh, me and Clamp are going to be waiting out outside. Um, this this dwarf motions for Cornelius to follow him um, and they go behind the red curtain that surrounds all of the out, like the wall, inner walls of this casino. So it, it looks just like any other part of the casino. So he takes you in there, Cornhole, and it is a long hallway, dim candle lit above, red or glass to your left and right in this hallway, and dim red lighting in each one. <laughs> and you see males and females of various races and species and genders and, and ages and he kind of looks at you and he goes you got a preference or are we just flying blind here fly blind cornelius fly blind. <laughs> cornelius is not that inebriated yet okay i say yet because the night is still young damn right it is <laughs> i tell the little dwarf guy that i prefer a dragonborn female and you got, you got a scale color, my dude. I heard I heard half elves like green scales because they're from this place called Michigan State. Ooh, I was leaning red. I don't know scales. where that is. I don't know where that is, but I heard half 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 horns like those. I was or the the Michigan dragons just love half horns. How about that? Get it right. Um, sure. If if Michigan exists, sir. Yes. Um, I was leaning red. But since you brought it up, yes, let's go green scales. Perfect. And female. Did I mention female? I don't you did. Know. You did, sir. Okay, great. Th thank you for overemphasizing. <laughs> You're not projecting you. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he walks you a little bit longer down the hallway, and he stops in front of the glass, and there is a young... Not too young. A, a young adult. No, not a young adult. A young older. You, you get what I'm saying here? A, mm -hmm. If she had children, it's a new mom. Yes. Like that age. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and he says, all right, uh, this here, he looks at the placard. Five gold an hour. And he holds his hand out. <laughs> I will gladly pay that, sir. Okay. And I hand him, I hand him the five gold. But mm. for his services, mm. I hand him two gold. Ooh -hoo -hoo. And so, he, so, so, so he can watch. No. <laughs> so he could be. Uh, that's his tip mm. for bringing me to the right lady. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that all you do? Well, then I enter. Do I enter? Uh, person well, I, have, is... I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. All oh. right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, he grabs a small handle on the side of the glass and slides it. And you now have access to 
the room that this green dragonborn female is in. Great. And, and, with, that, and, with, and with that... And with that... No, we're not there yet, buddy. So Cornhole goes in there. <laughs> and right before Cornelius takes his pants off, you hear a giant screech emanate throughout the entire casino. It like dragon screeching loud noise. Like so loud you need to cover your ears loud. Um, all right. This voice is being emanated all across, like I said. So Pierre, Clamp here at all the dealers and, and bystanders here, it says if you are not of the Jogrith clan, you are hereby ordered to exit the city of Everburn immediately. If you do not comply with this order, you may be subject to arrest and use of force. And it just keeps repeating that over and over and over again. And that's where we'll end the episode, Cornhole. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I dig it. You're not getting your jollies off that easy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a catch. Some I was like, it's going to happen at some point. Any minute now. All right. I saw the JC cut, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be perfect. Right before the finishing shot, we're going to cut it Literally. Out. Finishing shot? Really? You didn't even get close to the finishing shot. I know I didn't. I know. <laughs> you killed my mojo. Uh, and that's where we're going to end today's Quack Talk D&D special. Sorry, Cornhole. Just couldn't <laughs> let you get that far, buddy. No. Man, I was so close. Yeah. Yet so far. Well, um, thank you everybody for listening to part three of the D&D special. Um, I know there was not a lot of duck-specific things, but this is still Quack Talk, so go ducks. Go ducks. Go ducks. Welcome back to Quack Talk Dungeons & Dragons special. I am your dungeon master slash elf druid, Devin, and as always, I've got with me Cornhole, the half-elf secret gnome ranger, David. Hello, David. How's it going? It's going, it's going. You know, this the smoke is back uh, yep. when we are recording this. It's orange out here, too. Yeah, and then I've got the Dragonborn Warlock JC with me as well. Hello. Hello. How, how's it going today, today, fellas? How's eh, it going today? All right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cornelius? How are you? I'm, I've been left hanging. Literally. Literally, and yes. 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 Well, it's, it's kind of well. Maybe not hanging. He's probably standing at attention. Uh, yes. That's true. Yes. <laughs> very, a very small attention. Uh, oh, boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> All right, guys. Got well, I don't want to spoil the like recap quite yet. We still have to talk about beers. Of course, of course. Grab a brew. Don't cost nothing. Cornelius, what are you drinking? I'm a, drinking a Citra Crush from Ruben. Not a kid. Not a kid. And we talked about that last last episode. It was solid, solid brewery. As yeah, we, yeah. Me and JC went on a tangent. Yes, yes, we did. I, I was looking for a beer, and I saw another one of those, and I was like, that didn't fail me last time. Let's go with that. Yes. Ruben's is a solid. If you see it on the shelf and it's fresh, grab mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm going with something a little different. And it was a mistake, gentlemen. Uh-oh. It was a mistake. Uh-oh. I went with a... Imperial Stout. No. I got one of those... <laughs> Not that big a mistake? No. I got some of those sitting, because I still got some Modern Times on the floor laying down here that I need to throw in the age fridge. Um, I'm drinking a Locust Cider Watermelon. Not good. 
It's not good. It's not, it's, it's interesting. It's sweet yet disgusting at the same time. Like here's a question. Here's here's sugar a question. Got for a us. little weird in there. Yeah. Here's a question for us non-beer aficionados: Is there ever a time where a brewery will like make a beer and be like, "Never mind, not yeah. going to full"? Okay. That's why they do test batches. Yeah, yeah. No, not it's yet. not. Yeah, you'll never see it, Cornelius. Nope. Uh, not even in the tent, not even in the brewery. If it's yeah. like that, they won't even release it in yeah. the brewery. Or they'll they will like to really diehard people who are just like fuck it, I'll have it. But if it's truly bad, usually they don't even yeah. let it they, they see the don't. light of day. Yeah, because the overhead many... of making beer is super cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very cheap. Uh, but there is weird things like um, when when you do a small test batch of something new, and you know it, you're like, oh, this is good. We're gonna you know. We're going to ramp this up and do a large-scale brew of it and then put it out Something in the market. Off. Something happens, and then it, it'll it taste – like, the large-format brew will taste different yeah. than the small – even though you're doing, like, the same exact thing. You're just upping, you know, each quantity by the same amount. So, you know, it's, it's like if you make one cookie, you know, if you bake one cookie compared to baking 100 cookies, theoretically, it – that one cookie should taste the same as the other hundred because you're just, it's the same ingredients. It's the same amount per cookie, but sometimes with beer, it, it goes, it goes weird. And yeah, when you scale, when you scale up, it makes it that more important how precise you are. Mm-hmm. That's why when you meet brewers, they're super anal retentive usually yeah. yes. Yes. and very engineery, like very, very meticulous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, like you said, when small batch, like literally the smallest like temperature on the mm-hmm. the boil or something is off mm-hmm. it can taste completely different or like 30 seconds less or more yeah, yeah there's because there's one I have, a, I have a buddy that works for one of my breweries and he was hyping up this beer that came out a while ago he's like dude i i i got to sample the test batch it was amazing and i'm like sweet can't wait hey let me know when you guys you know can it up give me some cans before you know it goes to market He's like done, and and he got me some, and I tried. It. I'm like, ugh, this is not good. And we're normally fairly spot on with we kind of like the same things. And I'm like, I text him. I was like, dude, did uh, have you tried it out of the can? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, it's nothing like you said it was going to be. <laughs> and he's like, really? He's like, and I was like, try it. And so he tried it, and he's like, oh my god, like I couldn't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you that that's the same beer that I tried from the small batch. Like, just something happened. <laughs> well, sometimes, even in the canning process, mm-hmm. something can go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. so even if you make it perfect in the tank, mm-hmm. the, the the process of putting it from tank to can can make the taste go completely wrong as well. Yeah, I mean... So that's that's the long and short for you, Cornel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that's that's what I was looking for because I was like, there's got to be... I was wondering, because if, if JC doesn't like it, then I'm probably not going to like it. I mean, so, it's. I mean, I it's. Wondering. It's so bad. It's been about a minute since I've had a drink, and I could still taste it in my mouth, and, oh. I, and, it, oh. I, and I don't like it. And I think I'm gonna go leave and get another beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I'm gonna talk we, about my beer and then quickly move on to a recap yes. while you're gone. Yeah, we could we can vamp for you. Okay. So I'm drinking the banquet beer from Golden, Colorado, as Sam Elliott would say. Yeah. Of course, banquet. 
So and and no. Okay. Yeah. So a recap of last of episode three. Sure. Um, so again, this is the final episode. If if you're like JC of Game of Thrones and you're hopping in, I'm I'm sad for you that you're hopping in on episode four and not taking the full experience with us. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Go ahead, I wanted to pre- I wanted to preface that that the final episode that's going to be on the Quack Talks thread. Yes, yes. There will be more episodes on JC and Devin's podcast. Shout out, cheers to pop culture. Right. Um, um, so that's where we're going to be continuing this storyline. Right. So if you like so, this and you yeah, want to get like, more of it. Yeah. So like Cornell said, if you if you are interested in this saga that Cornelius Clamp and Pierre have gone on, you're they're waiting for the final episode, and you would like to hear us go on an even bigger like more thought out spread out quest we're going to do that on cheers to pop culture yes uh, yes uh, so i'm i'm back with um old reliable there you go bud light seltzer mango <laughs> the exact opposite just so you know it's good okay yes so. but i mean uh i haven't heard anything you guys said but i'm just gonna you know re-emphasize hey just if you like it We'll know, um, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I haven't seen the numbers for part one. Part one got released uh, today as we're recording this. So, but I have a feeling like Cornhole and I talked about. um, I heard on your podcast. Yeah, on on, on the pop-up. You know, these kind of non-duck heavy episodes tend to do fairly well. Sure. Um, with 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 the listeners, you know they're they are always kind of up uh, in the high you know the high tier of um, episodes for you know per uh, download and and per listeners. So so yeah, if which if, is cool, that means you aren't just you know listening because you like mm-hmm. the ducks, which I'm sure you do. But then something has made you stick around, and hopefully that's us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if if that continues, like I think it will with part one. Um, yeah, go over go over to Cheers, where it kind of fits um, what we do over there better. So it's more of that kind of um, you know, just it's just that type of show. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it'll it'll be over there, and maybe maybe every once in a while we can do a special one and bring it pop back. up one off. I'll do like I don't know. Uh, so I listen to a lot of D and D podcasts. If you haven't been able to tell by this episode, um, with my presentation style and all this, but. Um, a lot of the podcasts I do when like holidays roll around, like they'll do a, a one-off episode. And one of my favorite one-off episodes I ever listened to was a D and D version of home alone Ooh. where they were, Ooh. they were trying to break into a little gnome's house. <laughs> the entire So they're the bad guys trying to get into the house the entire time. So they have to like let's, maneuver traps. Yes. And, let's yeah. do that. But we're going to do the best Chris, a version of the best Christmas movie of all time. Oh, uh, what's? Oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah. Nope. Corn- yeah. Cornelius knows. Yeah. I know it. What is it? Oh, um, Die Hard. Yes. Oh, that would yes. be really funny. Yes. Let's do okay. a. Okay. We'll, I'm gonna write that down. Yes. Write it down. We'll do it around Christmas time, and that'll be like the next time you hear. A D and D pop up on Quack Talks will be a D and D Die Hard Christmas special. Nice, it's a good plan. Okay, mini show meeting over. Let's get into the recap, mm-hmm. huh? 
Okay. All right, recapping episode three. Yeah. Episode Dungeon three. Master. I'm not going to do a full recap because we did that in three. And if you're jumping into four, like I said earlier, if you're a monster like JC, so we're not even going to address that. Um, last episode, I'm going to call it the uh, grab ass episode. We were hanging out in a casino last episode. Um, we went into the casino, went to the sports book, bet on some rhino racing. Um, Cornhole got a solicitation booklet is what i'm going to call it from one of the waitresses who was being cheeky with uh clamp <laughs> and cornelius tried his hand at, at chuckaluck and was not a fan decided to keep his money move on tip the dragonborn waitress very very kindly well, um, because she was called a wench by my <laughs> asshole of a friend it's true <laughs> she was um and we, we, we were drinking as, as characters, having a good time. JC, or Clamp, I should say, was drinking by the pitcher. Damn right. Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, but then Cornelius got a little uh, little buzz and was, was searching through that solicitation booklet for the instructions of how to get said services. And we ended up in the back of the casino with uh, a... Sh- not, he wasn't a shady dwarf. He was very classy. It was a very classy operation going on. Um, very, very high, high echelon. Yeah. Uh, even though Cornelius insulted the the gentleman on his stature, um, he he still took him behind the curtain, uh, took took Cornhole to where he would like to go, which was remind me, Cornhole, what 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 type of uh, service were you it looking a, for? It was a dragonborn, and uh, she was a green scaled dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, he paid the paid the man, got in the uh, got in the old red light district mini is what I'm going to call it. Got into the room with her, and as soon as he took his pants off, getting ready to do the dirty, we had a huge announcement come across the entire casino and what we would presume across the entire city. Right? He said, "All of Everburn, you need to leave." This big booming voice told the whole casino. You need to leave the city unless you are part of the Dogrith clan, our purple-scaled um, antagonists in this special. Um, you need to leave immediately, or basically they will make you or lock you up. And that is that is where we left off. Pierre and Clamp are outside of this red-light district in the casino, and Cornelius is still trow down. Little man are at attention. And this deafening, deafening voice is still repeating itself. Great. So that is where we're opening. Any questions before we get started? Nope. I'm already ready with my first move. Okay, Cornelius, I'm a, you're away from the party. So, I, I mean, just speaking for, I'm Pierre at this moment. I'm just, I turn to Clamp and go, I kind of like yell mouth, should we go get him? No, no, he's 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 fine. Okay, okay. So All right. me so, me me and Clamp are just gonna hang out then, drinking our right. drinks. Like nothing's happening. There's pandemonium. Yes. Happening uh, around us. I, People are running. I do want to I do want to go behind the bar because I do notice that sure. you know in the pandemonium the bar has been it's left abandoned. Abandoned. Yes, and I because I think we only had one Dragonborn server, right? One, and she wasn't purple. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Or he he wasn't purple. He was red skinned. Yes. So uh, I would like to grab a couple more pictures. Perfect. So so I'm just getting this visual now of Clamp 
sauntering behind the bar, mm-hmm. grabbing pitchers of beer, walking back to me, and I give him this like confused look, but I'm like, nice. Yes, <laughs> and yes, I, I yes. grab a pitcher yes. and I just continue to drink. So Cornelius, we're mm-hmm. we're we're to you. We're waiting for you now. At this Great. point, like we're we're literally. All, we're like, oh, I'm assuming this for Pierre. And Pierre said he's like, we've already dealt with these dogrith idiots. I'm not in any hurry. Great. So I trowel up at this point. No time <laughs> to waste. I worry about the services I've paid for later. Hey, and you I won can... your gold. You won your gold pieces in the rhino races. You're in yes, the green. I did. I, I'm I'm in the green. I convince, or I try to convince. I might need to roll up. up a persuasive or performance, role here. Yeah. Uh, um, convinced since she is not of the Dogworth clan, she's a green scale dragonborn. She is. Her name is her name is Karen. Oh, you're naming her now. Yes. Okay. Um, Perfect. Uh, I will write that down. <laughs> okay. Her name is Karen, Perfect. and I try to convince her to join our. Oh. Oh no, he froze. Oh no, no. Cornelius, you froze. Timestamp, timestamp. <laughs> no, I'm leaving all this in. Fuck Cornelius. Oh no, Cornelius is stuck in the red <laughs> district. Uh, uh, let me let me get this picture. Uh, come on. I, 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 oh, I hear him. I hear him. I hear him. <laughs> there he is. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Are you there? Give me, give me a second. Uh, what good timing that, that is. That's perfect timing. <laughs> uh, okay, well, is, are Pierre and Clamp doing anything? Uh, yeah, we, we're just kind of, you know, uh, hanging out. We're drinking our pitchers. And uh, we're, we're kind of, you know, uh, keeping an eye on the situation because, you know, we are. There's, there seems to be a log jam. Yes, right, of yes, people yes. trying to get out. There's only one entrance in. Yes, and I and I kind of feel like um, if it, any uh, Dogworth clan people were to come up to us and be like, "Hey, you need to leave," I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna pile. I'm seven seven. Look at me. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. What are you gonna do about it? You're yeah. Gonna, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna wait until the entrance is clear, and then we'll leave. And then you know, if you know Cornelius has caught up with us by then, then that's fine. Um, or if not, you you're know. being very reasonable yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try to be reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if anybody grabs it right now, I'm just going to keep drinking. And if I, if nobody comes to, you know, yell at us and Cornelius is still not here, I'll go behind the bar and grab some more. Uh, I'm just going to, sure, I'm well, just going to keep drinking. You know what? Give me a, give me a perception roll. Well, we'll, we'll kill some time. I'll improv this. Let's do it. Right, um, nice. yeah. Give me a perception roll. See if you see any dog riff. Uh, I got a 15. Okay, and I can't remember if you have I don't, a. I don't have it. Well, Cor- well what's your, what's your uh, wisdom though? Wisdom. It's plus two, so. Yes. You rolled a what? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. Okay, so you don't you don't see any Dogrith clan in our general vicinity. Mostly, what you see are abandoned card and dice tables, mm-hmm. people coming down the stairs from from the the viewing deck, uh, people rushing out of the restaurant. They're all trying to get out the front door mm-hmm. right um but no no dog with soldiers or guards or any of that coming to try to kick us out quite yet okay. so well, that's good. we're just gonna pierre pierre and you are, are just kind of drinking and hanging out yeah great 
So Pierre's looking at Cornelius. his uh, watch that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, Cornelius, you're back. Cornelius is back. I am back. So okay. where did I? Uh, you were about lose to. You guys? You were about to um, try to convince Karen to come with you. So okay. what would that sound like before you do a roll? Listen, we. I have a group of two other guys, Clamp and uh, Pierre. You know that's None extra, of us are right? Huh? You know that's extra. Yes. yes. None of us are of the Dogworth clan, so we all need to leave. And I notice you're not of the Dog clan. I'm not. Uh, Dogworth clan either. Would you like to join with us for everyone's safety? Okay. So roll a persuasion for me. You have a plus one to your persuasion. Is that a D8 or a D20? D20. D20. If I, make, if I ask you a check, it's always a D20. I got a 17. Um, she looks at you and she says, I'll go with you to get out of here, but I don't know about after that. Okay, great. So I take Karen's hand and lead her to where I know I have left Clamp and Pierre. Okay. So, so, now, now, Corn with, so now Cornelius comes rushing out of the curtain, the red curtain. Um, Pierre and Clamp have just been observing the other um, workers coming running through the curtain to get out. Um, and there's a lull. And then all of a sudden, Cornelius comes busting through the curtain with Karen in tow. Um, me and me and Clamp look at each other, and we're just drinking. And then don't really move. I don't move very quickly when you come rushing out of um, <laughs> the curtains. What about you, Clamp? No, I'm 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 not phased. Uh, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a little joke. Oh, uh, Corny was was or Cornelius was. Uh, oh, are we? I was gonna say, are we on nicknames? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. Uh, uh, Cor uh, Cornelius did uh, uh, did this lady give it to you good? <laughs> not yet. He gives you like not the side eye. He's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe I believe that's none of your business, there, Clamp. So how about you keep it in your pants, sir? Okay, well. Karen looks at Clamp and goes, ah. <laughs> "He only dropped the pants, and then the stupid voice that is still yelling happened." So hey, no. Hey, hey, Karen, 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 just say when. Just say when. <laughs> just say when. <laughs> just just say when. <laughs> As I'm motioning my hands together, getting smaller and smaller. If you catch my drift. My dad always told me that you orange dragonborn are so disgusting. <laughs> Your dad was right. <laughs> <laughs> so by this time, the, the giant log jam at the front is starting to peter out. Like, so if we had start, if we start going towards the exit, we should be able to get through without much hullabaloo. Great. I, Cornelius, suggest that since the three of us, three of the four of us that are now in this group, for now, Karen might decide to leave later on. Sure. Um, since the three of us are fugitives, that we uh, exit this tavern and casino post-haste and head for somewhere safer. Head out of the city. Okay. Great idea. Um, I, will, I will say great idea, Cornelius, from behind the bar. Arms, <laughs> he's getting more beer. Arms full of beer. <laughs> can, hey. we add, can we hey. add ale to his knapsack is that allowed <laughs> yeah, it's gonna i mean it'll spill every turn but yeah i mean i guess we could <laughs> i'm like well, they hey don't have, they, don't they... Have, they don't have bottles in in uh in this in this world 
No, no, the bottling line has not been created. Great. Nor, nor the canning line. Now a like water skin, but that would take too long. Um, yeah, uh, Pierre goes. Yeah, well, like we need to go just in case the the dog has come. Bring bring the ale. We'll drink it on the way out. Excellent. Yes, yes. Karen goes to grab one from Clamp. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> okay, so we start filing out. the The crowd logjam at the front of the casino seems to have petered out. Uh, people are running in, uh, to the right past the casino, but a lot are running towards the palace to our left. And you see a lot of torches going that way as well. Um, can someone give me a perception check? Cornelius, please. go. I will roll, I will roll perception because I have plus three perception. And I've got a 14, so 17 with my plus. It's actually plus five because I have the two. So 19. 19. Okay. Um, you overhear two, two dragonborn males. One is blue, one is green, saying, I have had enough of this shit already. It's been three days. It's time to go take the city back. And they start walking towards the palace. Like you see a lot of other people, dragonborn, elves, humans, all going towards the palace. Um, you also overhear from a human and a yellow dragonborn having a conversation. And they say, I heard that... Oh my goodness, where's that name? <laughs> I heard that Tinny Drake is having an address on the steps of the palace. And we should probably go look. Or at least listen to what is going on. So, so now, I announce it, now I it is in your hands of what you would like to okay. do. I announce to the group, all three of you, Karen, Clamp, and Pierre, that I would like to go listen to this announcement as well and possibly, possibly help in taking the city back like the other two Dragonborn have suggested. I don't want Pierre's, to do that. Pierre's, uh, Pierre's looks at you and says, yeah, I'm in. I already got thrown in for inciting a riot uh, for this sole reason, so I'm going anyway, without, with or without you. Great. I, I, I don't want to, but I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll reluctantly go. Okay, I'm going to have Pierre roll an insight check because I want to figure out why you are so anti-uprising. Because Pierre seems to be very, the character Pierre seems to be very into this uprising. I rolled a 14. So roll a, roll a wisdom saving throw for me, JC. So you're going to roll a wisdom, which you have a plus four to. Mm -hmm. Ooh. With a saving throw, you have plus four. Okay. One. One, get a one, get a one, get a one, get a one. I got a 11. Ah. Okay, so I roll, wait, so plus four, right? 11 plus four, so 15. Okay, so Pierre sees that you are reluctant, but he can't tell or isn't inclined to ask why. Okay. So we're just going to continue towards the palace that I'm assuming, right? Now, yes. Now, is Karen automatically coming with us? Or now that she's out of the tavern, 
is she coming? Is she not coming with us? How do we? No, uh, Karen is willing. Is wanting to go overthrow this. Uh, Fantastic. As well. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, because oh, right. with, with, without, if they're in power, she still doesn't. She doesn't have work. She would like to at least go listen to what the regime has to say. Great. So we go down the the long road towards the palace. Um, I'm assuming we're weaving in and out of people because it's probably pretty packed of people going the other way, people crossing the street because there's other streets along this long road. And we finally get to the steps, at, at least right in front of the steps, right, of the palace. And you see at the top of the steps, it's a pretty, it's a decent-sized um I guess, rise to this flat platform where the entrance is, and you see a podium where this dark purple-scaled dragonborn is standing. And you hear a lot of yelling and, and pitchforks and torches next to you, and and this... Give me give me a, a roll. Give me a perception roll, please. Because I, I want to... I, I, I want to explain... I got I got a nineteen with my plus. I got a nineteen, so I got a twenty-four with my plus five. So yeah. You with your great sight, Cornhole, because that's assumingly why you have such good perception and ears. Um, You 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 have a pretty good vantage point on this this dragonborn, and he has this horn. His horns are situated in a way that one might say look like a visor. And it looks like a, a whitish horned visor, I guess you would say. And and he has a pretty smug look on his face, very one, um, very like a look of arrogance about him, right? Like I'm better than you. He has like scruff around his his mouth, and 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 in the sideburn area has like a scruffy beard. And he's trying to quiet everyone down, um, so that he can speak. Possibly telling people to shut up. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. I was, possibly I, yelling into the crowd for people to shut their mouths. Yes. I was gonna ask if he talks out of one side of his mouth, but might, <laughs> might be might be a little on the nose. Well, he, yeah, no, he hasn't really been. You're not. You don't have that good of a vantage point. Great. Really to understand quite yet, but yeah. Well. I would like to, before we do anything else, I see I have torches in my you equipment. You do. And I would like to join. Light one? I would like to light one. And I would Perfect. also like to light one for Karen as well. Um, the guy, uh, there's a, a, a green dragonborn male next to you. Um, and he looks at you and goes, hell yeah, man. Way to fight for the cause. I love it. <laughs> um, Pierre doesn't take out a torch. But he's uh, over to the side interacting with other Dragonborn. Um, seemingly, it, it's not, he's not trying to hide things from you. He's more like trying to hide his conversation from any guards that stand up with uh, Tinny up on the podium. Clem, what are you doing in this situation? Waiting for someone to hand me a torch. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't have a torch. Yeah. Well, you're going to ask? We can get you a torch. Uh, uh, Cornelius, give me a torch. No. Okay, fair. <laughs> okay, fair. 
<laughs> so he's, you're just like, shrug. Yeah, All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no torch for Clamp. Fine. Okay, so Tinny Drake finally screams over everybody, shut up. And uh, uh, not everyone. There's a lot of booing coming from the back. Um, a lot of, like, bashing on, like, shields and, and stuff, like, random noise. But then eventually there seem, there's, a, like, a hush over the crowd. And and you hear Tinny uh, talking over the crowd. And he says, The Dogrith clan already has ordered you to leave the city. Our, our great and powerful leader, Dogrith, does not want to have to harm you, but will if you refuse orders to leave the city. Everburn is ours now. We have been met with nothing but disrespect. It's time to leave. We are better than you in every form of ranking you could come up with. We've been better than you for hundreds of years. And it's time for you to finally leave once and for all. And you hear random mutterings in the crowd um, of like, you were never great in the first place. Dogrith clans a lot, like, you know, random heckling, right? And Tinny holds up his claw and makes a, a cool, like, little W with his three claws. Kind of like a salute, and all the other guards do it as well. And then he points down at the crowd, because no one is dispersing. And guards start to rush down the stairs and begin dispersing people with bats, clubs, swords, like people are even getting like murdered. Like they're not even like just pushing them with like normal force to not injure them. Like they're just like, get the hell out of here. We're killing all of you. Leave. So what would we all like to do? How many did we, did we get a number on how many guards are pushing the crowd back? Many guards. So this, this staircase is like, enormous like wide and we're kind of near the center of where the staircase is i'd say it's like a football field wide and it's okay. just a stream of guards coming down okay oh i would personally not like to attack the guards at this moment okay. i feel like i feel like they are very um ready for an attack so mm -hmm. thusly i think it would be best for us to retreat, and if we wish to overthrow the Dogworth clan, maybe come back at a more opportunistic time. Hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. So, you see a lot of people behind us retreating, right? Like, as soon as they start watching people die, like, people are flooding out into different streets, back the way they came, like, they, people are panicking back, right? Um, go ahead and make a, let me see. I'm going to say a stealth roll, all of you, because we're going to try to get out of here without, you know, getting noticed, getting hurt. We're sort of sneaking. I wouldn't say we're like acrobatically getting away. We're more sneaking. So everybody roll. Uh, an acrobatics, which is under dexterity. I rolled a 20. 15. 
Perfect. So Cornelius leads all of us. Um, Karen is following just because she she's noticed that you are ha- like making a path pretty easily, and she's out for self-preservation. She, so she is following along with us. Um, and we sneak past the front lines to a kind of like a, a building with a big overhang where no one seems to be congregating. It's just like a, a little bit further back from the stairs. You see Tinny, Drake, walking down the stairs to join in the dispersal. Um, most of the dispersal is happening to our left and our right. The center, um, if you can imagine like a semicircle coming off of the staircase, we are sort of in the center of that semicircle line that they seem to have created. There are like three to four guards in front of us, but they're not advancing quite yet. So we have three to four guards at our front, yep. but they are not advancing yet. Yes. Um, I'm going to turn to my friend Clamp and ask him what he thinks we should do, and I may or may not follow along with his decision. I mean, I'm really up for whatever, Cornelius. This is kind of right. like, you know, like I was, you know, my being hesitant of going in this direction I'm just kind of along for the ride. Uh, you do, well, you, do you. Cornelius. That seems to be Clam's thing. He's he's yeah. just kind of here. Yeah, I've noticed. Yes, great. Yeah, I um, would like. Pierre looks. Pierre looks at Cornelius and says, "You guys can run. I'm. This is what I was here for in the first place. Like I was sent here by my clan up north. Great to I help would, with this. I'm with Pierre. I would like to fight those four guards that are to our front." It's three guards. But yes. Three guards, sorry. Three guards to our front. Um, can we find out what Kimmy, what, what Ki- Karen wants to do? Sorry. Um, roll A. Well, what, what would you like to say to Karen? Because she, like she just, she doesn't look like terrified, but she definitely could go either way. Like she could also run. That's the vibe she was getting from you, but she could also stay. Perhaps aid. I, I don't know about fight. Okay, I would. I turn to Karen and say, Karen, if you want a better life for yourself and for your future family, now is the time to join me and at least Pierre. Maybe Clamp will decide to to tag along for the fun uh, later on. To join me and Pierre, we need another Fireborn on our side to defeat this evil Dogworth clan. Are you with us? She sighs and looks at you. Uh, you need to do a persuasion roll for me, please. I rolled an 18. I rolled an 18. Perfect. And <laughs> she rolled a 20. Oh. So oh, no. she, she looks at you and goes, I will cause a distraction for you, but I am not here to fight them for you. I want. Okay. I, this is my home. I don't want to die here and now when I could still live and help get these guards away from you. Great. So, would it be wrong of me to ask Karen to use her body as a distraction <laughs> for these guards? <laughs> That's a different one. All right. Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, I think she was going to do it already, if we're being okay. completely honest here. Like, she's very scantily clad as you were about to, like, have sex with her in the casino. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so there, there's three three guards in front of us, and, and you notice Karen walks out, uh, you know, not necessarily, like, enticing, but, like, definitely getting their attention, right? Like, she is getting their attention in, in whatever way you want to imagine. I think it's more of like a, hey, over here, look over here, like they're already assaulting people. And you notice two guards go rushing in her direction. So she's pulling them away from us, leaving one lonesome guard in this line, long line of Dogbreath um, guards. And then you still see Tinny, Drake walking down the stairs. He's about at the end of the stairs, and he's about to enter that semicircle. Fantastic. So I would like to attack that one lone guard. Okay. Um, you're not going to have advantage because he sees you. So go ahead and roll a range. You're going to, what, shoot your bow at him? What, what are we doing here? My, I'm going to shoot my bow at him. Okay. I'm getting he's not close enough to me yet for me to use any of my swords. Right, and you have a plus two to ranged attack, if I remember correctly. Because you... It doesn't matter, I rolled a 19. Okay, perfect. You shot... You shoot this guard, and you do... What was your damage dice? It's one... It's a D8, isn't it? D8, so roll a D8 for me. Ha <laughs> seven. <laughs> okay, you you hit this guard right in like the heart chest ish area. He's got a chain shirt, but it hits him right in that weird little gap, and he looks in pretty bad pain. So everyone roll initiative for me because now we have to find out turn order. Is that a D twenty? Yes. I rolled a fifteen. Nineteen. Uh, what are your bonuses? For initiative? Yes, it's uh, dexterity. Whatever your dexterity plus is. One. I have a plus four for dexterity. So remind me what you rolled. 19, I rolled 15, so I got... So... I got a one. I yeah. got 20. Yeah, and I got 19 with my plus four because I rolled a 15. So 20, 19 is what you're saying? Uh-huh. That's correct. So Cornhole, Chasey... The guard and then Pierre is last. It would technically go Clamp, Cornelius, because he rolled the twenty. Cornelius rolled the twenty. Oh right. So JC's first, then Cornel. Got it. Okay, JC, what would you like to do? Well, uh, I wanna just just. Well, I mean, you 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 notice Cornelius take out his bow and shoot this yes, guard. Yes. Which. I've... So uh, what, what? How do you respond to this? <laughs> this um, you know, I just I shrug it off. You know. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, wow. Yeah. You know, it is it is what it is. Uh, but um, I'm I'm always up for a fight. So you know, I see Cornelius. Uh, you know, shoot the shoot the guard, and I'm just gonna I want to finish the guard off. Okay. What are you gonna do with it? Or like, what are you gonna do to him? Um. Let's see. What are my 
What are my powers again? I have, you have an Eldritch Blast yep. and, and a Breath Weapon. Yes, I do have a Breath Weapon. Um, you can use your Witch Bolt, but that remember that's one one time a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with an Eldritch, Eldritch Blast. Perfect. Okay, can you roll a d20 for me? d20, and I got a 14. Okay. 14 plus a, what is it for your spells? Uh, 14 plus a proficiency, two, and your charisma, which is a six. So okay. six and two, or eight plus, or uh, six plus what would you roll? Uh, 14. 14. So 20. You 20. got 20. So you hit this guard with your Eldritch Blast, which is like, uh, it's sort of like a, Force, force lightning. lightning. Force it's lightning. not as like hardcore as your big force lightning. It's yes. just like a smaller force yes, lightning. Yes, but it's still uh, still pink, right? Yeah, still pink. Yeah, still, still pink. pink. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Really bright. Lights up yes. the night sky with <laughs> a pink lightning bolt. Uh, roll a d10 for me for damage. D10. Come on, Ted. Come on, Ted. Come on, Ted. Come on, Ted. Kill the guard. Kill the guard. D10. Here we go. And I got a seven. Oh, oh. that a kid. Kid. JC, describe for me what happens when you force lightning this guard to death. So I force. Yeah. He's got the. He's got the. He's he's got the. Uh, the arrow sticking out of his chest, and yep. and I just force lightning him, and he's you know violently shaking and, and screaming <laughs> in pain, and I'm just laughing, <laughs> and just more and more lightning shooting out of the tips of my my four fingers per hand. And Perfect. and yes, and just and even after he's dead, and I know he's dead, there's still some more lightning coming out, because we know we know Clamp likes the extracurricular activities with dead people. Well, you have officially drawn the attention of Tinny Drake, and he begins walking in your direction, and we're going to roll initiative again because he is about to attack you guys. I got a 17. With your bonus? No, not with my bonus. With my initiative, is that, um, you said that was dexterity? Dexterity. So plus four would be 21. 21 for Clamp. I got nine and then plus one, so 10. 10 for JC, and then hold a nine plus four. 13. Okay, so it's going to go Cornhole. Tinny, Pierre, and Clamp. All right. So, I would like Cornelius, to, I what, would, are you, what are you going to do here? I am going to use a spell on um, uh, Timmy to go along with my... my is, is he close enough to me to uh, use my uh, greatsword on, or no? No, he is still at Great. range. He's walking towards you. Great, then I will use my longbow, and I will combine it with my Hail of Thorns spell. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to roll first? So let me read. You have to roll to hit him first. So you need to roll your longbow, which is plus six to attack, or eight to attack, because you have um, the archery specialization. So, so whatever you roll, plus that eight. A, is, that a, is that a D8, D20, or D8? D20. Oh, I got 27. I have rolled a 19. 
Wait, what'd you roll? I rolled a 19, so I got 27. Perfect. Okay, so you hit Tinny, and you see the thorns kind of conjure themselves as they're about to impact him, right? So, like, a bunch of thorns are going along with your arrow, and it embeds itself in Tinny's chest, I'm assuming, what you're aiming for. It's not lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, so your Hail of Thrones for anyone, peek behind the curtain, in addition to your normal effective attack, which would be a, what, 1d6? Or is it a 1d8? I believe it's a d8 for my... Um... It's a d8, you're right. So in addition to your 1d8, the character must... Oh, it takes... Yeah, must make a dexterity saving throw, and if and then you roll a d10. So, so I will... already knew I already knew the d10 was coming, so I rolled the d10 mm-hmm. for the Hail of Thorns and it hit 10. Okay, so, so wait, did you roll regular damage as well? Not yet, I'm rolling it right now. Perfect. I rolled a 7 out of 8. Okay, and I need to remind me what it says on your sheet about a saving throw. Does it show that on there in your spells area? Spells, I have no... I have longbow, short sword, spells. Should say, oh, saving throw. Eight plus their proficiency plus their wisdom. So he has to do a roll plus his wisdom plus, oh, no, your it's your wisdom. Which is which, plus three. Plus three. So eight plus three plus two which is 13 13 and he rolls a 10 so he takes that maximum 10 plus three you rolled a three for your other damage oh no no i rolled a seven for my damage so 17 Mm -hmm. okay perfect it is tinny's turn so he wants to trade bolts with Cornelius after being shot with thorns. And my arrow. And the arrow, yeah. Um, So he takes his crossbow out and he is going to shoot his crossbow at you. Great. He rolled a six, which is not good enough for your armor, is it? Yeah, I believe my armor is... It's pretty that? Fire, right? It is 18. Okay. So, he shoots the crossbow bolt, and it misses and hits the building behind us. <laughs> oh. So then, it is now Pierre's turn, and Pierre wants to use... Hmm. Let's see here. I think I'm going to do... Check if I can actually shoot fire. He'd like to shoot fire, but he's not sure if he can hit fire. Yes, he can. So I make a ranged attack against myself. (laughs) Which would be... Ooh, that hits. I rolled a 19, so it doesn't really matter what my plus is. And then I'm going to roll... A 1d8. And I rolled an eight. So eight more damage. I Pierre holds his hand out 
and shoots Tinny with a line of fire and lights his legs on fire. So now it is Clamp's turn. I, before Clamp takes his turn, I would like to interject and say, is there a way that we could take Timmy hostage and use him as bait to go to the Dragonborn, the the, the Dogworth clan, yep. and use him as bait to relinquish their control over the city? Um. If you would like to not kill someone uh, before you attack, when you feel like he's getting low health, uh, or you like can he's... you can or you can roll to find out if he's near low health, um, okay. I will. You you have to tell me that you want to make it non-lethal. Uh, you want me to check out his health, Cornelius? I would love for you to check out his health. <laughs> okay, so what do I need to roll, Devin, to, to see what remaining health he has left? Uh, roll an insight check for me. Okay. I'm not going to give you the explicit number, but I'm going to give you a, how battered he looks. Okay. Uh, 17. 17 plus, do you have insight? Uh, no. uh, plus two. 17 plus two? Yes. Yes. Plus two. Um, he doesn't look, obviously, full health, but he doesn't seem to be, like, limping noticeably or, like, mortally wounded. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. That. Uh, are you gonna do another spell, Eldritch Blast? Uh, what else do you have? Oh no, you have all melee stuff other than spells. Yeah. Um. I'll do a Eldritch Blast again. Okay. Which is a what? Ring or it's a proficiency plus your charisma, so a plus six to your roll. Ooh, not good. Uh, three and then six, so nine. Uh. Okay. So JC or uh, Clamp shoots his baby lightning bolt, yes. but it bounces off Tinny's metal armor off his shoulder and kind of bounces away. Uh, and right. that brings us back around to Cornelius's turn. Now, do I have Hail of Thorns again, or is it one spell per day, or? Yeah, you do not. So you have you have one spell slot, so you use your spell slot. So now you have just your bow and your sword left. Great. All right, I would like to use my longbow again, since I still don't think he's close enough to me to use my uh, sword. Use that. But I'm going to roll a, a 20. Mm -hmm. Plus a 8, I believe, because you have archery training. And I got an 18. Okay, so roll your d8 for damage. Because you hit him. I got a six. Six, okay. So you shoot another arrow into the chest of Tinny, and he looks down at it, and then looks back up and readies his crossbow again. Um... He still seems very irritated with Cornelius for shooting him again. <laughs> so he's going to shoot back. Actually, no. He's going to... No, he's not. He's not. Sorry. He's going to run up to you Ooh. for half of his turn. Ooh. And Ooh. he's going to try and slash you with his longsword. Okay. 
21. Does that hit your armor class? I believe it, it does. does. Okay, you take seven slashing damage. Okay, so I'm What is to, your damage? Or what's your hit points? My hit points is 22. So now you're at 15. Math. Math podcast. <laughs> okay, so since he is now next to all of, like, I'd say that Pierre is standing next to Cornelius. We've been seeming to have more conversations than you and Clamp have. Um, so I am going to hit him with my staff after I, or my spear after I little hit the little button <laughs> and let the spear, like, at the bottom of the staff, the little stabby part come out. And because we are now fighting him on two fronts, uh, I get to roll two d20s and take the better number. It's called advantage. So I have a plus six. 14. I still don't hit. Okay, so I try to stab Tinny in the side, and it bounces off his armor, and I kind of like lose a little balance. So now it is Clamp's turn. Alright, um, I'll give him a Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast, okay. Roll a d20 for me. Plus, uh, what did we say last time? It was, it was two. Plus... No, it's no. plus... Oh, six, isn't it? Six. Six, yes. yeah. Uh, seven, and then plus six, so 13. Okay. Jace, or Clamp, shoots his lightning out again. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you advantage as well because you are next to me and you would be flanking him as well. So roll another d20, and if it's better, let me know. <laughs> it's it's technically better. <laughs> Eight plus six. So 14. So same thing that happened last time you tried to hit him with Eldritch Blast. Hits his armor and like bounces off. At this point, Pierre looks over at Clamp and we're like shaking our heads like, what the hell is happening? Yes. All right, Cornelius, you're up. I also roll 2d20s and I get... Oh, um, you don't get 2d20s because you are the one being kind of faced. So you just get one. Oh, my bad. Okay, well then, hold on. Then I rolled a 17. Perfect. So you hit him. Roll a d8 for me with your sword. I got a 5. Damn it. Perfect. You see you see Tinny's starting to slow. He doesn't look really hurt, but he's like that slash noticeably like hurt him. Um and it is now Tinny's turn. And he's going to attempt to Kill Cornelius. <laughs> to attempt to kill Cornelius with his longsword. Ten plus a five, fifteen does not, does not hit you. Does not hit my armor. Okay, so he Ooh. takes a big wild swing at Cornelius and misses. So now it is my turn, and I'm going All to. Right. Do I have a spell? Other All than right, class. Spell. After after Pierre does his job here and actually hits him for some hit points, I'm going to beg you to do something other than your <laughs> pew pew lightning <laughs> and actually roll something higher than a nine. Okay? Right, we'll see. It's just, hey, sometimes the dice, man, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. Um, I am going to just try to beat him over the head now with my staff. Oh, non-lethal. Non-lethal, I like it. 
nine plus fifteen. So no, I, I hit him, but nothing really happens. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jay, or a clamp, you're up. Uh, third time's the charm, fellas. Third time's the oh, charm. Force lightning. Force lightning. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's give you advantage. Roll two. Roll two d twenties. Oh, oh! I don't even need it, bro. Don't even need it. Definitely roll? don't you need roll? it. Eighteen, the first one. One, the second. Eighteen, maybe. Thank goodness you didn't need that one. Yep. Eighteen. Okay, so you do. Is that? And then do I do I plus six? Yeah. So yeah. Twenty-four. You yeah, definitely. 24. You definitely hit him. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to figure out. I can't remember how much damage you do. I think it's 1d8. Uh, 1d10. 1d10 damage. D10. Come on, 10. Come on, 10. Come on, 10. Come on, 10. Right. Here's the d10. Let's go. Let's go. Nine. Yeah. Add a kid. Add a kid. So, if you see Tinny drop to like a knee. Mm hmm. After yeah. this lightning oh. bolt, oh, yes. yes, he hasn't. He hasn't given. He has not given up fighting you yet, but he is hurting. Cordelius is licking his lips. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go for I it. Remember, you only get one d twenty. One d twenty because he, you're still like, the target. First off, I would like to do a perception check or whatever you call it on insight. How on insight on how damaged he is. Okay. So is yeah. that a d twenty? Yes, d twenty plus three. I got a 15, so 18. Okay. Um, like I said, he's he's not given up, like about to be on death's door, but he's hurt, very okay. hurt. And that tells me I don't need to use my non-lethal yet. So um, I will attack him again with my. This time I'm gonna bust out the moon touched great sword. Uh -huh. It's the it's the same as your long sword. I've just been using it or short sword. I've just been I replaced okay. it with. Jesus Great. Christ, facts! Can you stop <laughs> drinking? So thirsty. So thirsty. He's a thirsty boy. D twenty plus I six. I rolled a thirteen, so nineteen. Nineteen hits. Roll me a D eight. I rolled a seven. Seven. Okay. So cornhole slashes Tinny with his moonlit sword. So in the darkness of night you see this giant shiny sword slash down slashes tinny across the chest you see blood splurting everywhere but he's still not dead god so, this is the longest battle it's but tinny's remember, turn I, we want we want him alive we want him alive i want him it's, as bargaining chips it's tinny's turn and he turns to pierre and he wants to attack pierre with his sword Thank God, I'm no longer there. <laughs> so he, he slashes at Pierre and hits Pierre with his longsword, slashes him right across the chest for seven damage. What are your hit points? I was at a 19, I'm not at a 12. Okay. Um, that brings me to... Pierre's turn. My turn, and I'm going to use my ability to turn into a bear and I'm going to attack him as a bear with my bear claws because why the hell not I mean this Ooh. battle's already already taken long enough okay, never mind. gotta find the bear though 
There it is. Okay. Roll, then I slash and hit him with a 17. And I do... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, 17. And I hit him for 2d6 plus 4. 8 plus 4 is 12 damage. So Pierre comes down with his bear claw, slashes um, Tinny, and he looks like he's about, like a huge hole opens up in his chest, and he looks like he's about to keel over and take his last breath. And it is now Clamp's turn. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Mm. Now, remember, Cornelius, Cornelius did not say out loud that he wants to keep him alive. I will be right back. I have to be. I'll be right back. Oh, my God. I do want to keep him alive. <laughs> but you did not tell me that. Oh, oh the force lightning is strong with Clam. <laughs> no, Roll a fucking one, I dare you. Clamp, I want him alive. Roll a non-lethal. Uh, you can still force lightning him. I have 50 feet of rope in my uh, bag. We can tie him up and drag him to their leader. I don't know. We have to wait for the dungeon master to come back. I don't think you're allowed to tell me that. I'm allowed to tell you whatever I want to tell uh, you. I don't think so, Cornelius. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. There was loud noises around. Did not hear you. Were, you. were you distracted by by Karen? Nope. I'm not interested in Karen. Okay. It All right. is Clamp's turn. All right. What would now, you like well, to do? Now, Dungeon Master. Wait, wait, wait. Sh shut up, Cornelius. It's my turn. Dungeon Master. <laughs> yeah. Is Cornelius, when it's not his turn, allowed to yell at me to tell me, hey, we want him alive? Yes. Uh, speaking in between uh, typically is okay because every turn takes about six seconds. So in that time, he would be able to look at you and yell. But what's going yes. on around us? Is there loud noises to where maybe Clamp doesn't hear a puny no? <laughs> I mean, you hear uh, a lot of the crowd is dispersed. So it's mostly here and there you hear some screaming, but not like this loud um murmur that you were hearing when the big crowd was there so a lot of guards have now taken notice that um tinny is like down on his knees almost like bleeding everywhere mm -hmm. and they're very big looks of concern on their face that's mm -hmm. that's what you see okay keep him alive non-lethal bargaining chip i'm telling you what non-lethal options do i have I mean, you can do. You can use your Eldritch Blast to not kill him, or your wind, or whatever thing you. As long as you let me know that you're going to do it non-lethally. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good. So that's a win-win. Yeah. Force lightning, but non. The, the big, the big one. Yes, but non-lethal. Okay. So you're going to just roll... to just to, I want to I want to immobilize him to where he just okay. he can't. He's done. He's done. You're going to roll a. D20 for me, and you're going to do plus six. So I got a nine, so 15. Oh, man. Uh, J <laughs> Clamp goes in for the kill, <laughs> the, the knockout, with his big witch bolt, and it does not hit. Uh, God damn it. Uh, God oh, one, one out of four. Uh. 
so man. Now we are man. back at the top with Cornelius. And oh, uh, no, do take note, you have advantage now, so you get to roll twice for D20s. Thank you. Do I need to say non-lethal now, or do I need to say it after I roll my damage? No, I, I, I understand that you want non-lethal. I understand. Thank you. So I rolled a... 18 is the best out of the two. Perfect. What weapon are you using? I'm using the... Uh, let's just go with the Moon Touch Great Sword. Perfect. Uh, roll damage for me. I rolled a six. Corhole, what does it look like when you incapacitate Tinny Drake? I actually would love to chop off both of his legs. <laughs> okay. So you, I you, you cleave you cleave his legs in one swing. In twine? Correct. What? You you cleaved him in twine? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I take my giant shining sword, as you see yes. it, fly through the night, and mm -hmm. sweep the legs. <laughs> Not just the legs, both of Cobra, them. Cobra Kai style? I'm, yeah. cobra, I'm Cobra Kaiing <laughs> both of his legs. Okay. And watch as he, as the Dark Knight would... It's only a flesh wound... Uh huh. Sitting there on his torso with his stumps, begging for mercy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tinny, Tinny's screams in pain and is is begging you for mercy. Um. What what would you like to do with him now, Cornhole? I would like to tie his hands behind his back with my fifty feet of rope that okay. I do have in my um. You do. Bag. You do. You see, JC, this is how you play the game. Well then, so as as you chop his legs off, the the guards around him begin to panic. Like they've watched their their leader get his legs chopped off, like their military. Damn, Damn and, right. Yeah, and, and they start fleeing back to the palace. So like you, you see that line that they had, all begin to retreat as they're is it still my. Is it still my turn? Yeah. Well, we're okay. we're out of initiative now because we beat him. So. Okay. You just see the guards running back, and you're tying him up. Well, I would like to yell, HALT to the guards, and uh -huh. order them to all stop. Roll a Intimidate, which I think you only have a, whatever your charisma is. Let me see what my charisma is. Plus one. Charisma is only a plus one. What is that, a D20 or D D8? 20. Thank you. I rolled an 18, so 19. Yeah, they still ignore you and go running into the palace. Uh, of course they do. Um, Pierre looks at, at Tinny and spits at his new stumps and says, take us to Dogrith or I'm chopping the arms and your head off. Anything to add, Cornhole? I concur. <laughs> uh, Tinny, Tinny looks at, at the two of us and, and says, You chopped my legs off. How am I supposed to take you anywhere? We will carry you there. Show us the way. Then pick me up and take me there. Up the steps. Let's go. 
as he's bleeding out, mind you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so gonna... I I hand Tinny over to our strongest uh, member, that would be Clamp, <laughs> and allow Clamp to carry him. Yes. Nope. Clamp, do you want to carry him? I do not <laughs> want to carry him. I have already taken his legs and put them in my satchel. Yeah, here, for we later. <laughs> here we go. Jason's gonna All create right. a zombie. I can already tell. <laughs> All right. Well, then I take I take Tinny and strap him to my back mm-hmm. so he cannot annoy me any further mm-hmm. and begin to walk up the steps steps of Dogwood. So should I um, cauterize the wounds? With my force yes. lightning, so he does yeah. not yes. bleed out. Die so he, on the way up. I, yeah, I was so hoping he, you would say that because yeah. I was about to be like, he's dying. Yes, he's no. about to take oh, his oh, breath. Oh, trust me, I took. I I, I heard you. Him bleeding. Out. <laughs> trust me, I heard you. So I will I will use my force lightning and you know cinch God, up the you, wounds. You and your fucking force lightning. I, I love God. force lightning. And he squeals in pain. <laughs> ah, yes, and then Cornelius has to smell the. The, the burnt yep, flesh. Yep. And he's, he screams after you cauterize the wound, we're still better than you, you orange skin abomination. Oh. And then I spit on him. But <laughs> mostly, I get, I would say, 45% of my spit onto him and the rest onto Cornelius's back. Oh. All right. Well, so we're, a... we're climbing up the stairs. Is Karen and still with us? Is Karen still on? No, the Karen. Line? Karen has taken the guards elsewhere. If you want to try to find her later, Wait, great. Go okay. for it. Okay. But she is not in view. Great. Um, we start climbing up the steps. Um, none of us, I believe, have been to the palace before. But all of a sudden, you hear a big whoosh noise, and from behind the dome of the palace, you see a massive purple and yellow flecked dragon, full dragon, not dragonborn, a monstrous, almost the size of the palace-sized dragon, come flying up and over the dome and stops right in your path when you reach the top of the stairs. Nice. Fantastic. And and this is who? Who do we believe this is? (laughs) Um, This is... A a dragon of uh, Lakewood? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yes, maybe. Yes, uh, yes. It was at its nice house at the lake and yes. disturbed all of a sudden. Yes. Uh, yes. This is this is Dogrith yes. themselves. Ah. Great. And they look at all three of you and the almost carcass of Tinny <laughs> <laughs> and say that just because you defeated this disgusting, useless. Welp doesn't mean you've taken ever burn for yourselves. And that will be the end of D D on Quack Talk. <laughs> that's oh a, man, that's, that's a, a massive cliffhanger. That is a massive, massive cliffhanger. So yep. like we've like we've talked about, um, this is not the end. Uh, no. we will be moving the game over to Cheers to Pop Culture. So, you know, be on the lookout. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's going to be a while for you guys to hear this. Um, so it's going to be 
a while uh, before they start popping up on the Quack Talk feed. But yep. yeah, it, it's it's going to transition over all you know all three of us. Are, you know, nothing's going to change. It's literally just a different feed, which yep. hopefully you guys have already subscribed because we've given you you know ample opportunities. Yes, yes, plenty of opportunities, plenty of um, shameless plugs before D and D. And then with the pop-up, uh, Corny and I did uh, just telling you, hey, it's moving over there. So, I mean, I think the best is yet to come. And I don't even know the story. Uh, Devin would know the story better than uh, Cornhole and I. Cornhole, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It's getting hard for me to call you uh, Corny or Cornhole. I, I just I want to call you Cornelius <laughs> all the time now. <laughs> I have to I have to stop myself because because right. it, it used to be cornhole and then as of you know recently it's been corny but now I I I I find myself you know stopping myself from saying just Cornelius when we're just you know <laughs> on Quack Talks talking about recruiting and I just I'm like hey you know no one gives a shit Cornelius <laughs> hey that'd be a fun that'd be a fun show goof from now on it, it, I mean it would I mean well not really anymore cause the, yeah because the first episode was out but before well, especially when, that'd be when super we're down weird. the line if you bring out yeah. Cornelius yeah. <laughs> yeah be a good uh, goof oh man call me call me Cornelius in front of the boomers and see what happens. Oh yeah, boomers are gonna be. Oh, we still haven't gotten a. We still haven't gotten a uh, angry boomer. Uh, text. Boomer, no, no yeah. boomer, no angry boomer reaction. Yeah, they're more upset that the Mariners lost than anything. It's true. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, this is fun. The dragon terrifies me. However, that dragon. Yeah, uh, uh, a little peek. Now that we're at the end, just a little peek, like behind why I wanted to end here and and fighting a dragon was not on the main show is is because we're level two <laughs> and fighting a dragon in, in D&D is like the big time right like you don't get to just like start up the game and fight dragons that's not how really the game works so I still wanted to incorporate an appearance of a dragon but not necessarily have us combat it because it would literally murder us in one turn <laughs> i think like on average just the claws i think do like 24 damage solid <laughs> um, great so we're gonna have to find a way to get around this dragon well yeah i mean dragons talk in this world yeah. so uh maybe and, we and, barter and her, we, maybe we and we know cornelius does have um a certain set of affinity skills for speaking with dragons yes yeah. if you will a certain well no a certain you know, hand mouth, mouth pleasure, yes, and <laughs> wrist <Hey>. pleasures. <laughs> oh, boy. We, we do not we know if the dragon is male or female. We might we have not. To, I did say to, they. I might have to actually fulfill my my uh, my promises this time. Yes. <laughs> Services rendered. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's all coming back to bite me now in the butt. Uh, <laughs> all right. You want me to well, wrap it? That, yep, let's yeah, wrap it um, up. Wrap it up. All right. Well, with that, that is the end of our Quack Talk Dungeons & Dragons special. I hope you had fun. I definitely had fun. Um, definitely jump over to Cheers to Pop Culture. Continue the saga with us. Um, if this is your last episode for D&D, thank you for listening at least. Um, we'll definitely have a, a diehard <laughs> Christmas special Fuck yeah. um, with these characters again. So um, that'll be fun next time we do it. But as always on Quack Talk, 
Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Go Ducks.